I got this. Okay. Ah, uh, I got it. Okay. Uh, I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh? Uh, some film at 11, why don't you follow me down to the brewery? I'll tie a bowling ball to my ankle, dive in the vat of beer. I'll leave this world the same way I entered my marriage. Dead drunk! Hello? Want a beer? Hook it up! Hook it up! Hook me up! Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. Beer? This is how we do it. My mic sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic sound nice. I remember when I had my first beer. You like parties? Yeah. We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah. I hope no bad My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. My mic sounds nice. Check three. My mic sounds nice. Check four. My mic sounds nice. Check five. My mic sounds nice. Check six. Are you ready? You want some of this milk? Rather have a beer. You guys give me if I kill that bird. Harvard, that's a bald eagle. Get a wig, baldy! Yeah! Oh! What up? What up? What up? And what up? This is the word Mikey Pete comes radio.com. Steve's here too. Mike Pete and Steve. MPS, as I was calling it on the uh, labels that I was working on over the weekend and some of the banners. So we're going to have some new stuff coming out soon. Soon to be out there for the masses. Uh, this is where Mike B, GovsRadio.com. We are uh, broadcasting live, of course, on Facebook, on the Govs Radio uh, Comedy Club Facebook page. We're also live on YouTube, live on GovsRadio.com. Go ahead over there if you lose us at some point tonight or if you can't find us. Uh, catch us in podcast form after the fact. We are going to be on all our major platforms, including the Hopped Up Network, one of our favorite places to be. All the networking, all the people we've talked to, all the hangouts we've had. Good times over at the Hopped Up Network, so check them out, hoppedupnetwork.com. Tonight, we are sponsored by Vintage Beer Shirts. Vintage Beer Shirts for all your vintage beer shirts needs. Check them out. They're actually pretty cool. I'm wearing mine tonight, actually, now I'm thinking about it. You super Do it. Strip. Uh, no. Is that, is that no duels? No, it is not. It is oh. uh, Tudor. Uh, uh, Tudor, yes. Tudor Cream Ale. Sorry, I couldn't read it upside down with the fancy lettering that I had. Um, yeah, so they, you know, they, uh, have a same concept as, uh, t-shirts.com or shirts.com or shirts on tap, shirts on tap. um, where you can go ahead and uh, find some really cool vintage logos. Buffalo beer was part of it. Um, and it's just some cool colors, cool styles. Check them out. Go to uh, vintagebeershirts.com, And there is a, uh, promo code for us guys. Uh, you're going to re- receive $10 off your order. Type in the promo code WART, W-O-R-T, and re- receive $10 off your order. So how much could those shirts actually cost you in the end after shipping and everything? And he shipped us a butt ton. So we got a bunch for our guests. Um, so I got one for the three of us. And then, of course, our guests, any guests that appear, to, uh, guests that appear on the WART with Mike Pete. Wait, Steve. we got to share one shirt? No, no. We oh, could if you'd oh. like. Can we do it at the same time? 
Yes. And then that's it. All of that would be exactly what I was looking for. Just one after another. It'd be like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Shirts. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's uh, vintage uh, beer shirts.com. Check them out and type in the promo code Wart. Also, we are sponsored by Tavor Tavor Beer right to your door. Go to Tavor.com, type into the promo code Wart, W-O-R-T, and receive a percentage off your order. Go ahead anytime and fill up your cart and have beer sent directly at Tavor Tavor. Beer at your door, Tavor. Uh, and of course, our buddies over at Tap Handles for all their awesome tap handles. And those are still going out to the breweries. And of course, Jeff Hartwell over at Hartwell Woodshop and Patchogue here. And uh, I think that's it for now. I think we pretty much dropped everybody else because we haven't heard from them in about a year or two. So that's where we're at right now. And we're going to have some new sponsors coming out. I still have not sent those emails, by the way, Pete, if you're wondering. God damn it, Mike. I know. Well, I'm busy doing nothing and getting drunk. I apologize. He's going drinking margaritas, God that's damn it. right. You're damn right. You finally <laughs> achieved your dream of being able to educate America's youth while drunk. So uh, No, I, I, do, I do all my teaching in the morning. I do all my drinking in the afternoons. But that's fine. Yeah, I do. It makes sense to you. If, I, if you see me sipping a margarita on my Zoom with my class, then you kind of know what's going on. I'm going to have uh, to start drinking at work. That's it. Uh, it's the end of that. Listen, it, it also uh, keeps me actually with a nice clear head and gives me uh, something to do during the day. So I've been actually running around the last few, uh, I'm going to say for the last week or so, um, with stuff around the house and, and stuff that needs to get upgraded and then uh, keeping the kids uh, as best I can from killing each other or me killing them. Mm. So, you know, it's been one of those, you know, trying tribulations. So uh, check out all our sponsors. Also go to govsradio.com for a list of complete sponsors. And of course, to if you want to become a sponsor, which now becomes the next step as we are entering phase one here in New York, um, then go ahead and go over to govsradio.com and uh, email anybody over there. They'll forward it on to the people that need to get it. Or you can email us uh, at our email or through our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And tonight... Tonight, we have our guest in the house. It is Dan. Dan from Artisanal Brewing Company in the beautiful state of New York. Yes, we are. Are you in phase one? Did your uh, area uh, get mm. phase one clearance? Mm. No one's I in mean, phase one until Saturday, at least. Yeah, no, I, I, know, we're, I know. It, for the, the technical term, the pause, hmm. uh, I, as far as I know, and I'm not a spokesman for the state, so don't no. quote me, but nope. um, as far as I know, it ends Friday. So okay. we should be... But we're entertainment, so you know we right. might not. No, you're essential. Dan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> very much I mean. essential. But he's saying for the tap room and stuff like that. Which, yeah, as we yeah, saw no, today, the, the, yeah, the business is is currently in in business. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, that tap room is paused. The um, yeah, the, that I think uh, I saw today that that's going to be phase four, right? I mean, entertainment. Yeah, we're phase four. Entertainment and yeah. education are all grouped together. Last time I checked, inter- yep. education isn't all that entertaining, um, at least for me. But no. for, I guess, a lot of people, it's we considered to be We fucking better be there by September, though, for the love well, of that God. And I'm hoping uh, August so we can get down to August. AC Beer Fest. AC Beer Fest, 7th and 8th. I don't and, think it's going to happen. And it's on my birthday <laughs> weekend. Oh, that's right. Shit. It's that what? Be a weekend. Oh, God. The worst case, we'll just, I don't know, go to a Die. backyard and get shit-faced, Steve. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Six feet of distance while getting hammered. Um, Dan, thanks a lot for joining the show tonight. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out to be with us. And um, pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. We were talking a little bit before the show, so we have a, a couple of things we want to hit on really quick. I did open up, um, and not everyone in the chat here has it today, but I did open up your uh, All Together Now collabor- not collaboration, but worldwide collaboration, I guess, but you don't collaborate worldwide. directly with International. it. International. Yep. Right. Um, can you give us a little breakdown? Because I have a lot of questions. We We haven't any of the guests we've had in the last month since it's come out, 
we, they haven't done an iteration of it. So sure. I'm, I'm interested. I have a bunch of questions. Give us a little background about the All Together Now concept and then, you know, how you guys went about the process. Because for me, as we were just saying before the show, every brewery was given the same recipe, but not every brewery tastes the same. And that's yes. not good or bad. That's just saying it's so weird to have a one recipe that tastes different from breweries, like you said, even, you know, 10 minutes away from each other. So give me the lowdown on that. Sure. So the altogether was uh, an effort put forth by other half brewing, and uh, it was to you know assist uh, people in the beverage restaurant uh, you know waitstaff industry. So basically, you know the proceeds from the beer go to this fund that they created, uh, and everyone was given you know they call it a recipe. It's like a loose guideline. You know this is temperatures and you know different hops to use and when to use them and and water chemistry you know sort of thoughts. Right. Uh, but, you know, there's also a caveat at the end where it's like, you know, it's up to your interpretation. If you don't want to do this then and you want to do more of this and, you know, you want more of that and less of this, you know, go for it. Because the general idea was is it was just a guideline for a very solid, uh, easy drinking, uh, uh, you know, single. And mm. uh, it, that's exactly what it was. And that's what it turned out to be. And, you know, we do tweaks to every single beer that we brew. I don't think we've ever brewed anything back to back exactly the same uh which is you know it, it good and bad but also the nature it's artisanal. of artisanal it is see it's you know and it loops back and, and that's a wrap we're done you know that's, the so that, we, that's as good as dancing the work yeah there's no consistency because we're artful in what we do um no no so basically what it, what we did is we kind of put our artisanal spin on it and, and all that means is that we have a certain water profile that we like to use we have a certain uh, you know, temperature we like to boil things at and we, and we have times and schedules that we do our dry hopping at that, you know, we, we, we followed pretty much exactly what the recommendations were with a few minor changes and, and plus our own water profile, which is something that, you know, we feel is very important. Extremely uh, important. I've said yeah, it for it, years that water has a lot to do with the, the foundation taste. of the beer. It really yeah. is. I mean, you can, you can brew 10 different styles if they all have the same water profile. They are, not going to be identical, but they're all going to kind of taste the same. And some people will never achieve certain style sort of benchmarks because they don't take into account the water. And that's, you know, not everyone has access to water correction technology or, you know, even good water. Some people are just near bad water and they can't do anything about it. And that's just the way it is. So. I was going to say like even upstate versus downstate, you got hard water versus soft water. Sure, sure. So and those we're are in things Saratoga. you got to take into consideration. Yeah. The right. Water exactly. is either really, really tasty and really healthful uh, or really farty uh, where there's a spring, you know, in the park. <laughs> that kind of stinks. Not a sofa. Yeah, it stinks. Um, but, it, you know, uh, it, it's not good to brew with. So, you know, we, um, we, we do a lot of water correction. What does that entail? What is the water correction uh like mean for the entire brew process and the brew schedule, like you were saying before? Sure. So for us specifically, you know, I don't ever like to speak on what other people do because I'm not there and I don't watch it, but at artisanal brew works, we use reverse osmosis uh, okay. technology. So basically we have a big old machine in the back in the grain room that takes our delicious uh, Saratoga Springs uh, water and it strips it down to nothing, but you basically get distilled flat, you know, nothing in it. There's zero profile. And then you use your very readily accessible water table information and you build, uh, you know, the water profile, you know, pre-boil or sometimes during the boil, uh, you know, to sort of uh, 
uh, you know, build the water profile that you want. So like our, 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 our brown ale is brewed with the water profile that mimics London's and our Belgians have, you know, a Brussels water and, and our, uh, you know, our IPAs are a, um, you know, sort of a Northern New York, Southern Vermont water profile. So, you know, so we, you're brewing based, you're adjusting the chemistry of the water based on the style you're brewing. Sure. Yeah. For authenticity, oh. for authenticity. And I how, mean, can, how can people get a hold of, of that water profile? How readily, I know oh, it's, readily it's, available. It's, it's, it's accessible. You can look yeah. it up. I mean, you can, you can, that's, you know, there's people that go, you know, all over the world and, and, you know, specifically break down, you know, the chemistry, you know, dissolved right. solids and minerals and salts and all those things. And they, they, you know, they map it out. So that way you can either, you know, from like sometimes, you know, uh, you know, it, it translates into other things like, you know, cooking too. So in right. baking, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I love the, in Germany, they have a, a little hard roll. It's called a brochen and it, it looks just like a diner roll, but mm. it, it's very specific to that country. And, and nowhere in the world can you imitate that because of the water. And that's, you know, the foundation of what makes that bread very specifically what it is. And you can follow a recipe, but if you don't have, you know, Berlin water, you can't make brochen, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Interesting. What makes uh, pizza and bagels in New York so good, right? I mean, yeah. Obviously there, the, the you know, you know I, I didn't need to go there. so international with my example. I mean, you, you can never <laughs> no, have no, a Long right. Island bagel anywhere else on the planet. But it makes sense yeah, of what you're talking about, the brown, for, uh, you know, having some New England roots in regards to the water feeling the same way it does over there. So if you want to be uh, authenticious with your, yeah. <laughs> with your beers, <laughs> then yeah, that's, that's the way to go, right? I mean, it's about, you know, kind of, doing it right from the very beginning and where it starts is that water. It, um, it's right. You don't build a house from the roof down. Well, you right. can, but you well, should, maybe well. you shouldn't. I don't know. I don't um, know. So here, here's my initial questions about the all together now. So I know you said, you know, they gave you that base. They said you're okay to add adjuncts or was the concept overall, don't add anything, just do it that way. Or, you know, make your little changes how you see fit for your brewery. But was there any, room to add adjuncts or different hot profiles and to keep it in that same realm of the altogether now collab well so you know sure you could i mean there the, the letter was very you know you got a letter and it was a form letter and they were mm -hmm. like you know it, they were thanking you for being a part of the project and here's the beer that you should brew but they were very clear that you could sort of do your own thing but okay. I think philosophically everyone sort of fell in line. Like I haven't had any that are like, Oh, they had like peanut butter in it. Or there's, this is a coffee. Who's going to be the first Steve to do would, a double dry hop altogether now. That's yeah. would so, have a, a double dry hop peanut butter powder. That's what yeah. <laughs> the other thing too, is that, you know, you, 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 you know, I imagine from a, a backside that you wanted to keep the cost sort of the same. So okay. if you get Absolutely. real, so weird, you can donate you the most to the cause. Exactly. You know, yeah, if you're losing sure. money because, you know, you're like, I can't donate any money because, you know, I put a bunch of, you know, pineapple in it or something. I think that it sort of defeats the purpose. It does. Right the, uh, so that, that kind of is my, my other question or my second question about this. So the reason why it was the recipe, what it was, what it was, was because it was a lower cost to make beer, correct? So the profits could be, uh, yeah, they didn't want you to put like, they weren't asking you to put like galaxy in it or anything like that. Right. Uh, you know, it was it was pretty standard hops that most people should have access to okay. and, and also aren't going to, you know, make for a very expensive beer. And and it was interesting to see that because, like, you know, we all know what other half makes and, and mm -hmm. you know, they make some some juice. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This so you're is like, juice. Well, I'm delicious. I appreciate that. I mean, being compared to other half is 
is, is special for me. Um, but uh, the, the thing was is that um, it was sort of a pretty standard, you know, New England IPA recipe. It wasn't, you know, you know, I don't think they were giving away like the keys to the kingdom. And that was and my like, other this question. This is how we make a beer, you know. Yeah. So it was more like, you know, I, you know, it was good. I, I don't want to knock it at all. Like no. it was like, but it wasn't, you know, you they weren't reinventing the wheel. I guess. Yeah, you're not you breaking know, new ground with, you know, a middle of yeah. the road hazy IPA. That's it was, sort a, of... but it was like a. If you did what they asked you to do, you brewed a very solid New England, yeah. you know, but you also needed to have the right water chemistry. I mean, if you had, you know, L.A. water, you probably wouldn't have brewed the same beer. So, you know, again, it comes back to the water. You know, we happen to, have, you know, we're, we're, we're not the, you know, the, you know, the kings of New England IPA, but we certainly figured out how to achieve the, the water profile that makes us happy. You know, we have a lot of inspirations that we you know that like you know people for me where you know it's like you say like who who brews new england ipas that you really like and i you know i have breweries in my in my head where it's like i want that hop saturation i want that mouthfeel i want that carbonation level you know and, and then you just you try those beers and you, you that's when you know it gets real fun because you're like well let's how do we do this you know how can we make this and, or is it impossible like do they have they unlocked the <laughs> the secret truth to <laughs> brewing that, you know, I'll never achieve. And sometimes <laughs> you, you have to admit time. that, you know. <laughs> I'm saying like in, in this, the letter you sent home, is there like black lights that you can shine over it that tells you the secret of other half? <laughs> well, I want to see the Da Vinci Code. a lot of different things. I mean, we soaked it in lemon juice. We lit it on fire. We, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. We with, what band's yeah, music national do you have to play backwards? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean... Even like what you had and, you know, all kidding aside with, with the recipe they put out, isn't, isn't a little bit of that kind of the secret of how they do it just in the process of how they sent that letter home? Wouldn't you be able to read between the lines to see yes. some of their concepts? Well, you know, I don't, again, I'm not the kind of guy that says this brewery does this because, you know, I'm not there. I don't mm -hmm. work at other half. I, I, I don't know what they do. So who knows, you know? But when we were reading the recipe, we we're like, ah, oh, that sounds like misinformation, you know, where it's like, <laughs> they're like trying to throw us off the trail. And it's like, there's no way that they do that. But, you know, that's the thing about, well, yeah, pretty much. It's you like, got your squirrel really and you squeeze its head into the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wait a like, second. Oh, that's shit, how you make Guinness. What are you talking so about? So is this really all other halves plan to just throw every other brewery <laughs> yes, <laughs> to take over the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just sitting there like, these idiots are all brewing their own beer. Yeah, they're all going to fail. <laughs> I did see some posts. Like trash. Yeah, I did see some posts. I, I some of the... had, I've had four of them uh, yeah. from four different breweries, and I haven't had one I didn't like. But I yeah, will readily admit that they're all different, too, which is awesome. I think I've gotten awesome. – uh, I got one from – What do you think Anheuser-Busch uh, is coming out with theirs? When is yeah, well, I can't wait best? to try it. I'm sure technically it'll be perfect, but – yeah. I, I tried a couple from uh, one from very local right in my town. Uh, I did a Sand City, which is here on Long Island, you know, known across the uh, inner tubes for good IPA. So I was interested in sure. see, uh, what their take on was it. Um, I forget what the third one was. I threw out the can before I could take the picture. And then, of course, you guys. And I'll say, you know, the, yours and Sand Cities were very, very similar. It has that cool. really forward juice um, but you know, like, like Pete said, middle of the road, not being detrimental to the flavor profile or anything, just, you know, like a good solid, you know, IPA that's just works well. So, 
Yeah. I think uh, a lot I think of people that's what it was shooting for. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing too. You didn't want to brew something weird because you wanted people to buy it. So yeah, like, you need, you you need to brew something with a lot of appeal. To yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exa- yeah, yeah. You know, you're um, kind of brewing like a sloop juice bomb esque experience with a, you know, with a little bit more, you know, oomph to it because it, you know, sure. it, it is a little bit more oomph. And, and it's uh, good. I, I like that everyone has their all together now label, and then yeah, they're all kind of doing their own. So sick. They inspired us to actually look into the metallic labels because they just yeah. look so friggin' cool. And then like even like San City has its own yeah. like yeah. artwork there, so you know like. Yeah. So I'm like saying that. like it's kind of cool how they how everyone is kind of having their own version of it to kind of identify them but yet identify the fact that it's all for one big cause yep. to help the uh food service industry people you know survive in times like this so very very cool concept and i'm sure everyone jumped at the bit uh 400 plus breweries jumped on this oh yeah was that was ton. my expectation. i mean there's a ton there's probably like seven of them right by me in the upper <laughs> district so you know, there's, there's tons of them and it's, it's, it's very, it's very nice. I mean, it's, it's nice that, you know, I, you know, I, we could sit here and argue like his beer, you know, truly essential. And we were granted the designation of being yes, essential. It is. We'll, so, we'll argue well, it. And argue I mean, over. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to argue with, and I don't think anyone here would disagree with me when I no. say that it is very essential. Uh, we need it to maintain our sanity. Um, and deal and, with our families. Uh, yeah. And, and relax um, at the end of the day. I mean, really that's it. Like as, as, less work and normal life that we have, I still feel a tremendous amount of stress each and every day. Sure. I'm sure everyone can say the same thing about whether their, their lives have changed or stuff has gone on. Mm-hmm. So to have that ability then, at, you know, for me, like I was saying in previous shows about five o'clock to just be able to crack open a good beer and just relax no matter what it is. I needed that. If I didn't have yeah. that, I would lose yeah. my mind or I would turn to crack cocaine. It's one of the yeah, two. Well, it's one of the we two. wanted to be able to help people, and this was one of the ways that we did it. We brewed a, 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 We were a part. We didn't brew, but we were a part of another beer project with Northway Brewing. That was a another more local, hyper local um, charity for again restaurant workers because mm-hmm. you know we were deemed essential, so we might as well do what we can to help those that that aren't. You know, and yeah. and um, and that's what we're here for. So. Before I go mm-hmm. all the way back around to that, let me just ask you the question. So, how is the brewery holding up right now? What are you guys working on? We'll probably talk more about this at the end. Sure, um, sure. But you know, what what do you what did you guys do to kind of uh, change the business model to get to what you're doing now, just to stay afloat and tread water until this is over? Sure. So um, we had the the fortunate timing of uh, having a um, a wild goose canning line installed and <laughs> and set up and trained on it. Yeah, like we with the guy from Wild Goose was there. Um, you know, like three days before the shutdown and finished up what he needed to do. So our timing was like kind of freaky. And so we basically put everything, you know, all the bright tanks and, and, uh, you know, and all the the serving tanks and all the half barrels, they all went into cans. And uh, we uh, immediately put all of our, you know, ducks and and all of our eggs or whatever in one basket. And that was packaged. Choose your metaphor. Uh, Yeah. Juicy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm director of sales for the brewery and my job is to maintain our off-premise, you know, accounts and our on-premise accounts. And, uh, you know, and I don't have very much to do with the tap room and the sales that go on in the tap room. But now that's pretty much. Hey, guess know, what? So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So now I don't I don't go into bars anymore. Um, my job is the um, ever popular uh, door-to-door delivery. 
Oh. You, you, yeah, you go online, you can, you know, order what you want, and yours truly brings it to you. So my job has changed very drastically, which is, you know, I'm very grateful to be employed. Uh, unfortunately, we had to furlough some of our, uh, you know, my sales staff. Servers. Or, I had yeah. to put on pause uh, because we can't justify, you know, a team of three anymore with, you know, what we do. So it's and, been and a lot thought of, is to, to bring them back when things. Oh kick back yeah, in. for sure. Yeah, I mean, right. The whole idea was, is that we went, went, went lean and mean and, and put, you know, um, all of our efforts into keeping the lights on. So that way, you know, the boys can come back when, you know, when this is all done, because, right. you know, people are going to be thirsty, the bars are going to open up and I'm probably, you know, going to be out of my, out of my gourd, you know, after <laughs> dealing with this for as long as we've been dealing with it. And, um, and I'm going to need help again. So, and, and that's the whole point. Like right now, yeah. you know, I don't really need help and it's unfortunate because those, you know, those guys, uh, you know, they're friends and they're, you know, we're all family and it hurt real hard to tell them, you know, they had to stay home, but you know, they understand and, yeah. and they see what we're doing and, and, you know, they all know, we actually just brought one of my salespeople back today uh, for the first time he's been, he's actually been out uh, since the beginning of March. Hmm. So we brought him back today to help with the canning line because the that's boss, great. Uh, can't sit at the canning line and run the brewery at the same time. So um, we are canning probably three times a week now, uh, which wow, is pretty wow. good for us. We're a 10 barrel brewery with two 20 barrel fermenters. So we, you know, we, we, we don't make a ton of beer at a time, but we make a lot of beer. Oh, turning week. and burning all day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the model that we use. And so we just started shipping, you know, the, the statewide shipping, which is cool. Mm -hmm. We just started doing that. And then I do the online, and the home deliveries and we do a lot of to-go sales you know out of the tap room it's closed but we do the curbside and the you know sure. the um the package to go and you know we're, the brewery itself is crushing it i mean having the canning line and being able to provide the variety i mean i'm looking at my desk right now of all the beers that we've canned you know in the last like month and there's like seven different beers on my desk so Jesus. you know we really just are small and fast and loose and flexible and instead of doing you know you know servicing the rotator bars we're just serving those people that would patronize those bars anyway so you know the, a lot the, of these a lot of these beers you guys have been i saw you guys uh, did a bunch of releases uh over over the last week yeah. and um has uh, has New York State been lenient with with the labeling? Because I know that was really backed up. No, no. Uh, it's still still no. just well, that's the way it goes. Yeah. So t we'll see. Technically, if there, you know, and I, again, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but you know, when you don't do distribution, you don't technically need the approval because it's a crowler. Correct. But all of the beers that we, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, this is our brand new beer. There's, you know, we got UPC on there. This is, this is grocery store ready. So I'm sure there's some people that are just skirting around that ruling, but all, you know, all of our beers are, I mean, these are all grocery store beers. If, yeah. if we uh, wanted to, we could put these into grocery stores. Um, we don't, I mean, most of these beers never see a shelf. They go straight to, to bars and some beverage centers and they sit on a counter for a day and then they're gone. But, Everything we do is uh, is ready for distribution. So, well, yeah, we and I, you know, New York State is doing their best to, you know, may, maybe they're pushing things through. My my boss is the one that does more of the legal side, um, but I don't. We haven't had an issue. I mean, we're, you just got to be on top of it with your, you know, your recipe submissions and making sure that your label art is good. And you know, we work with a a design firm that has gotten real good at like recognizing what's okay and what's not okay to put on beer cans. And you know, that's very important. Can you give us an example of what's not okay to go on a beer can? Um, so we used to have a beer that said it, it's good for your heart. 
And uh, <laughs> that was not okay. <laughs> when, we, when we did the can label for Extreme Beer Festival to bring cases to Extreme Beer Festival, it didn't matter because it was a crowler. Right. But as soon as we brought it home and we're like, let's put it through, you know, TTD and SLA, they were like, absolutely not. And, and we even put the, the may, like, it may be good for your heart. And they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> so they, they you know, it's funny. Walked. Cheerios got in the same trouble for putting that. They, they tried the same shit. That's right. Heart health. Yeah, well, so that may or may not have been who we were, you know, imitating. <laughs> <laughs> Brewing with 800 pounds of Cheerios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I want to go back really quick to the uh, the can line. So, have you guys had um, any major uh, ordering issues with getting your sixteen ounce aluminum? Well, so we are um, in the we we are actually located walking distance from Ball Metal USA. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so the the Saratoga um, the Saratoga location is metal. It's, it's all metal. They don't make the Mason jars. So right. one of the things that they do are 16 ounce cans. And, um, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about that, but I will say that we get, you know, we get cans. You're that, very that close to a problem. good source of, yeah, material. you know, you know, there's certain relationships. It's good for them. This is for a local business. Yeah. Well, well they may or may, all right. So they may or may not, um, they may or may not really be interested in local business. Um, but we may or may not never come near the minimum that is required. Their okay. minimum for uh, cans, if you want to buy cans, is a, is, is a, is a semi-truck. <laughs> so it's like, I think, 12 pallets. So nice. we, we don't buy can that many cans. And unfortunately, in order to actually set up a, an account with them, you don't just walk in there and say, you know, give me cans. Uh, you have to be a, an, a, an account, an established account, and we don't meet the minimum. But um, we may or may not work our way around that with, um, you know, with relationships. Because, I was going to say, is there other breweries you can go that, in on, like a collaboration? You know I never no, knew, no. I didn't know Dan was a, a tap dancer. Because yes, he's that, very good. There's some oh, nice, light-footed tap dancing going on. Uh, allegedly. Well, I, you know, it's like you don't want to let the golden goose out. No. Of you know, it's no mystery. I mean, we, we tell everyone. We, we work with Ball Metal USA. Yeah. And, it, and, if you, and it, this goes out to all of you. If you want to work with Ball Metal, you just give him a call. But don't don't tell him I said <laughs> Dan didn't send you. Dan didn't say it. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, no, we haven't had an issue with that. Um, what we have had an issue with is mm. uh, growlers. Yes. Um, we deal with the, the, the pal, you know, the very classic Pala flip tops. And those went bye-bye. So we yeah, sort that, of, that's uh, a hot commodity. Well, so we were going through like 80 growlers a month, approximately, okay. in the tap room. And um, we're going through, I mean, you know, maybe a couple months to go through 80. We're going through about 80 to 100 a week. So, <laughs> wow, we're, you know, wow. it, it went kind of bonkers with because we did the growler fills on the to-go and, you know, the, the beer meat. So people are ordering things that we didn't have in cans or if like the cans would run out, we would um, allow you to, you know, fill a growler. Right. And are they bringing their, they're not bringing their own. Well, we have protocols. Right? If they do, they have to be able to let our, us soak it in sanitizer. So we, we, um, you know, we, we I, I know there's a lot of social media, you know, sort of um, attention to these breweries that may or may not be following the recommendations. 
and I don't mean I'm not going to get political or take sides, but I will say that Artisanal Brewworks is respecting all of the guidelines. We sanitize everything. Our taproom manager is like a borderline OCD meat freak with keeping the taproom clean. We all walk around with like a little holster that's got gloves, a little holster that's got spray bottle of isopropyl. When I drive around, I wear gloves and a mask. I have isopropyl like in a spray bottle. So when I get in and out of my car, I spray door handles. I don't want to get sick and I don't want to get any of my coworkers sick. And you know, you got to do what you got to do. So if you bring your start, go ahead. Well, when you bring your growler, you soak it for 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, exactly. That seems excessive, which is good. Yeah. Air on right, the side I mean, of course. I mean, we yeah. got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. When this first clean. happened, I was telling my wife that I wanted to go, you know, go go get some beer from some breweries. And, you know, she's giving me the third degree. Like, does that seem like a good idea to be, you know, ri- you know, risking a, you know, a trip out just to go to a brewery? And I was explaining to her, like, sanitation is hugely important at a brewery on yeah. a regular day. So. Yeah, sure. If anything, I would assume that the brewery I'm going to is going to be a lot cleaner and a lot safer than, you know, the grocery store. So it's absolutely a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, the answer is yes. I'll be going to the brewery. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You you can get in a lot of trouble if you get someone sick, whether it's food poisoning or COVID and it comes back to you. So, you know, you, you follow the rules and I know people don't, and we're not one of those people. So, you know, I, you know, bless your heart. If you want to, you know, break the stay at home order and do whatever you want to do. I don't care, but you won't see, you know, you won't see artisanal brewers on worst beer blog for defying, you know, the governor's <laughs> orders and opening our tap room and then losing our liquor license. Bro, so. that, that worst beer blog, there is some crazy stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, people, I, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's an, it's an Instagram account, but his, his account has gone specifically to, you know, highlighting these defiant, you know, and these patriots if, if, if that they call themselves. Yes. But then, you know, then the follow-up sure. is always the next day they don't have a brewery anymore. So, you know, what's <laughs> the point? <laughs> Your defiance uh, is not helpful. And look who it is coming look in. Look at it that fucking mustache, Hopscotch. Mark. Coming hey, in hot with that. Dude, that is impressive. I'm Trying just upset like you don't have the wife beater on today. Yeah. No, no wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Steve? Showing on. Mark, thanks a lot for joining us, buddy. Uh, Mark uh, from Hopscotch Brewery in Deer Park. They're open. They are essential. They are distributing uh, beer from their shop uh, right on Long Island Avenue. So look them up, Hopscotch, on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that other good stuff. And uh, you guys have had a big part in this show coming together tonight. So I appreciate it, Mark, for you uh, kind of helping arrange this between uh, Dan and the Wart and I. And also, uh, you uh, brought me the uh, artisanal beers, so I appreciate you going up there and grabbing it and and bringing it down for us. No, actually, Dan, uh, artisanal, you guys brought it down to us. We did. We did. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we put sixty-two cases in the back of a of a, a caravan and brought it on down. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, we, we self, we, we, uh, we don't have a distributor in Long Island and mm-hmm. we, um, you know, we do a little self-distribution. We're a farm brewery, New York State Farm Brewery, and, uh, we do a self-distribution of our cans outside of our distro footprint. And, uh, Mark actually reached out to us through social media and was like, can I get your beer? And we were like, yeah, let's make it happen. And Fuck yeah. Mark's been, uh, um, awesome to work with, good communicator. And also look at what he's brought together. These, all these beautiful people in one <laughs> meeting. 
mean? So and that mustache. Hat, hats off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that mustache. I've not, we, this is yeah. the first time I've ever seen Mark, and I'm I'm disappointed he wasn't there when I was dropping my beer off. Oh, where were you, Mark? Yeah, I was working. Oh, <laughs> shit. Was was Ryan in the shop? Yeah, Ryan was at the shop. Okay, all right. So I, yeah, I stopped in. Next time, next time Dan comes down, we gotta I gotta we gotta make a plan and actually go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I hate I hate traveling to new exciting places and not spending any time there. It bums me out. So yeah. Well, I mean, it's it as much as that was uh, a tough time. You know, no one is doing it, so don't feel as bad when no one is enjoying themselves whatsoever. Oh sure. In the final, sort of makes me feel better. (laughs) Good, Um, Mark. So you guys brought in, uh, you know, as you said, you know, Dan came down and delivered a lot of that beer. Um, how, how is it received in the local area here in New, in Long Island, New York? Because we don't see, uh, artisanal coming through here a lot. So was it well received in the shop? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback a lot, uh, so far. It was a recommendation from somebody who came in, uh, and was like, yo, you need to get these beers. And that's when I reached out to Dan and I'm, I'm very excited that, he gave it to us and on top of that that they taste good which was a nice <laughs> surprise yes that's good that's a bonus right a bonus. when the beer isn't that is a bonus. <laughs> because you uh, know what the, the the whole the whole can art thing the game is strong right now so you there's plenty of places out there that have great looking cans and tastes terrible well true yeah. We, we started we actually out had that with discussion terrible cans and, and good beer, so we were like, <laughs> we were opposite. No, you did it the right way. Yeah. You focused on yeah, the, well, the product nice first. Can, and the beer is even better, so. There yeah. you go. Um, Mark, so you guys did a, a huge pre-sale for this. Um, so that, was, that went very well, and obviously we were very lucky to grab those warheads that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so have you had a chance to sit and drink uh, some of these? And if you have, which ones have you had so far? Yes. Last night we opened up a couple of them. Uh, Daily Double, which was really awesome. We have that here today with us. Picture of the day was also delicious. And the, uh, yeah, that's the Daily Double. There it is. And then also the uh, Blackberry Wit. Which yes. So we, uh, right now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Rose all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, I, I grabbed one extra altogether now because I've been on a mission to try as many of these as I could. So I grabbed one off the shelf, um, and we were talking about it to lead up into the show. And it, like I said, it was delicious, and it, it stacks up there with some of the big boys. So uh, kudos to Dan and the crew for doing a great uh, collab with uh, Other Half and Worldwide. And then uh, I'm excited to now crack. What do you want to – since, Pete, you're already into the wit, you want to go with the wit? Yeah. And, Mark, have you had the wit yet? Uh, the regular wit or the blackberry wit? Blackberry. Uh, the blackberry wit, yes, I had that. It's awesome. Great color to it. I'm too. liking it. Great, yeah, I like yeah, the that's, color. That's that's all about the real real fruit. I mean, we don't we don't color that that beer. That beer is colored naturally. So, uh, and a standard using wit, um, using okay. puree in it. Then uh, that actually we used a uh, we didn't use puree. Uh, we used a concentrate because the uh, puree um, is you got to add a lot of it and yes. uh, it gets up in cost without really adding much flavor. So we, yep. we found a concentrate company and it's, so it's, it's not back sweetened. Uh, there's nothing else in it. It's just straight blackberry concentrate. And mm. we threw it in you, there and it, uh, what, what uh, company are you guys using? 
Apex? Uh, you know, that's actually a good question. Um, we just switched, and I, I don't know the name of it, but uh, um, my boss keeps some of those cards to his chest, so I don't go talking about it to everyone. You don't want to disturb um, the But uh, we do work with a concentrate, I mean, a puree company out of Hudson, uh, New York, um, that a, a couple really good breweries uh, work with. We also work with Oregon Fruit Puree. Um, but yeah, this, everybody this, uh, uses Oregon. Sure, yeah, and but this new it's company. It's just that now, shipping is horrendous. Yeah, and availability. I mean, just because they're the number one and the biggest doesn't mean they have yeah. everything at the same time. So, um, you know, uh, the concentrate company, though, I'm not familiar with, but it is, uh, I, I want to say it's somewhere on the, the West Coast, but they uh, it's all natural uh, and no back sweeteners, so you're not getting any funky flavors or weird goofiness with it but yeah that's just fruit in that beer and we, we, that's what we do with those that, that's our belgian whip baits so we uh we are a belgian brewery at heart um the boys oh, cool. um you know basically started and bonded over belgian beer uh and uh, so one of our core products is white in the glasses belgian whip and that's because if you look at our logo uh there's white in the glasses wow so hey. that's how we came up with that we were actually sitting in the car coming back from our distributor meeting and being like what are we gonna call this beer because you know like Allagash kind of killed it they're like yeah it's called white yeah we, yeah we took that and no one else can touch it and so and that's black uh, yeah yeah black. so you know perfect name for a wit right um so we came up with that so basically this is a play off of that and we use our belgian wit base and then we add fruit so it's blackberry in the glasses instead of white in the glasses then if you look at the can logo I'm pointing at the screen, so yeah. no one knows what I'm looking at. This one? But you have the the, the blackberries uh, in the eyes. Yeah, yes. see? There you yeah. go. That looks good. I and that's it. actually a new label, too. The original label was, it looked like our core product, um, but Better with lighting. the... Uh, I dig it. I like that paisley look, you know? Yeah, the paisley's yeah. new. All, all of our core products went paisley. That's and that's what was on the All Together Now uh, collab, which was the paisley, and that's kind of yeah. what kind of linked the two together. I went... Oh, that's they, the, basically what our new, that's what Daily Double, the new Daily Double logo looks like is that orange paisley. Ah, that's cool. Um, joining us really quick is Ryan from 90 Second Beer Review. What up, Ryan? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks a lot for joining in. We'll, uh, we'll get to you in a minute. I just want to uh, continue on here really quick. I just didn't want to ignore you that there's just a new face in, in the chat. And it's like, some dude. It's some, some dude. guy. <laughs> yeah. These are Zoom bombing. Yeah, he says it. It's everything that the schools are afraid of is this guy coming into the show. God, I so wanted that to happen during one of our shows. I know, right? Just a random really guy or girl uh, just coming in and just saying, oh, what are you guys doing here? You're in my Zoom lesson. Um, so, Dan, let's, uh, I, I also had another question going back to the, um, the canning issue and the New York State regulations. Um, so now to, to ship all across New York State, was there sure. any – uh, specific new things you had to do, or was it just okay? Now we can sure. do it. Throw it in a box and send it around. No, no. I mean, um, just like with the, so, like both the shipping interstate and the um, the uh, the door to door delivery are very new concepts, and there's rules that we follow. Um, one of which is um, obviously the obvious. The big one is. Um, maintaining uh, proof of identification right so when you ship you have to do it through a specific company which is uh, UPS and they uh, you know they put it in a special box it says it's alcohol you know it's very clear that it's not just a 
box of light bulbs. And then they, um, you know, they the, the onus is on them to ID, uh, you know, at the door, but they won't leave it. You ha- you can't sign for it. You can't say like, I'm in the house, just leave it on the porch. You got to be there. You got to be over 21. You got to show ID. Uh, and, and that's basically what we do. Uh, when I do the door-to-door deliveries, um, you know, you get a lot of people that are like, you know, I'm just leave it on the porch and go. And it's like, I can't do that. Like as yeah. much as I, you know, I, we do maintain the zero contact. I mean, I will leave it on your porch, but you got to show me your ID through the window, you know, that right. kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just like anything. Now, the funny thing is, is you can't do a, an alcohol delivery without a food sale in this state, which is, you know, whatever. It's, we're not, we, really? we're going to not. Are you, are you putting chips in with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you so, go. Uh, people are like, what's with the Doritos? I'm like, you bought those, wing, wing. <laughs> wing, wing. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? I paid for that? I'm like, no, relax. And then you have to explain it to them. And they're like, that's stupid. And it's like, I, I don't make the laws. I just Welcome to New York. <laughs> yeah. well, I think the way like, that I can order I to go so margaritas. Many, so many like people are so yeah. happy for those Doritos. Some people eat them in front of me, you know, so, you know. Especially after we, five we, or we, six of the beers, you're like, I need cheesy Doritos. Chips, chips. <laughs> it's kind of like chips. finding the nut roll in your uh, your grain delivery. Yeah, we've never got oh, one yeah. of those. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't get those. I haven't had one in a while. Um, yeah, no, I know. I don't care. It's just a joke because some people get whole boxes of them uh, and some people don't get them at all. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, uh, that is funny to not roll. Um, so, yeah, so I deliver your beer. I, I make sure you're 21. I hand you chips and then I hand you the beer and then I say, have a nice day. And, and then I go about my business. So, uh, you know, for the most part, is it all across New York State, Northwest, all the way down to Tip Long Island? Like the entire state of New York can go onto our webpage and Mm. buy our beer. Now, when I do deliveries door to door, it's a $20 minimum uh, with a $5 fee. When you buy from us for the shipping, you got to buy a whole case because we're not shipping four packs. No, no. And the shipping would cost more than the beer probably did. Yeah. And it does. It honestly does already. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm a happy that we're essential and I'm happy that we're open, but we are still a luxury product. I mean, it's not like we're making it cheaper. And and we're still, yeah, right. He's still trying to make a little bit of money here at the very end here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to spend all your profits into the shipping element of it instead of the beer. So it makes sense. No, you don't want it to be a losing venture, you know, no. but at the same no. time, you, you got to make sure that the beer gets there safely. I mean, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love all of our shipping services, UPS, FedEx, whatever, but we've all gotten packages that look like got punted out of the truck. So, you know, we got to make sure that that's not happened to our, our four packs either. So. And so with that packaging, and, and this is getting very tactical, I mean, is it a standard packaging where you'll have bubble wrap or is it yeah, corrugated? Yeah, like yeah. what's the, uh, what's sure. the, so it's our job to pack it and, and we're not idiots. So we don't just throw it in there. Um, it, it's very well packed and we use a special box. That's like a certain kind of cardboard. So it's shock resistant, a little thicker, um, you know, but it's just a box. Uh, and then it's very clearly labeled that it's liquid, which you're mm-hmm. not always supposed to ship unless you have special permission. And you have to sign up for all this. You can't just start shipping. Right. Know, and that was my you, initial question. Yeah, right? You can't you, just, you register just say, oh, I'm going to ship today. Yes. Yeah, no, it took us, it was a process. you got to sign a contract. you got to, you know, be in a licensed business. you got to make sure your, your liquor license is up to date and everything's right. legit. And then um, you know, Has we, anyone we told that to the millions of people shipping beer through the postal service? I. Well, you know, 
beer beer traders need love too. Yes, we do. Despicable secondary market. Um, but you know, no, this is not that. You know, this is not that. This is way more legit, and it's legal. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, you're not supposed to send even liquid with mm-hmm. the U- USPS. But I know that's why I put a box of nerds in trucks. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't shaky, hear it. You know, little shaky noise. Yeah, we, the the box of noodles was my favorite. It's like yes. I'm exhausted now. Actually, I'll give you someone. Uh, Your yeast took... samples. Thank you very much, Dan. Yes. Samples. Yeah. <laughs> if you so, write uh, samples on it, technically it is legal, but I've never tried or tested that. So. <laughs> I, uh, I got a, a, a shipment from somebody who took um, the four pack, you know, can connectors. I forget what they actually call mm-hmm. them. And uh, they cut out two of them, taped them together with pennies inside. Yeah, with coins in them. Yeah, yeah and I then mean, they threw it in there. I may or may not do that myself. Uh, <laughs> I find it to be a fact. Wait a second. I got that shipment from you. You're yeah. the Dan I know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so give us, uh, and, and, like I said, we have uh, Ryan in here also hanging out from uh, 90 Second Beer Review. Give us a little rundown on the brewery because we didn't really start in a very uh, average spot where we do for the show. So give us a little bit of history of how this all got started and um, you know, kind of bring us up to the present before sure. we continue on. So um, we're in Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, we're at 41 Geyser. Uh, which um, doesn't mean anything to anyone unless you're familiar with the area. But most people know where uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center or SPAC is. Oh, okay. Uh, we are right across the street from SPAC. So um, there's the New York State Park. On the other side of the park is is Geyser Road. Um, Saratoga Water, you know, those fancy blue bottles that you pay $20 for at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually the, the facility is right next to us. So if you, you know, you ask anyone where Saratoga Water is, that's right next to Artisanal Brew Works. It used to be... Uh, the location of Serata Bikes, which was a handmade uh, unibody racing bike company that was really? out of Saratoga. So if you are, you know, I, I know people that aren't even from the region that know that because they're bike people. I am not a bike person. Um, are we talking so about like like regular like ten thousand dollar like road bikes? You know, ah, like, you know, okay. Cannondale kind of you know high end road bikes. Um, so we're in that building um, now because Serata Bikes is no more. Oh uh, shit. Yeah, they, they don't. Ex- yeah, they don't exist anymore. Um, John, I, I believe Mr. Serrata passed away. Again, I'm not a Saratoga person, so I don't really know all the deep history of Saratoga. Where are you uh, from I, originally, Dan? I'm from Schenectady, New York, ah. and uh, and uh, and I uh, I moved to Burnt Hills, which is uh, nowhere. It's nothing. It's a crossroad, uh, <laughs> but with a high school. And so, um, um, but I, yeah, Saratoga is. There's a lot of history there that I'm not privy to. So anyways, we're on 41 Geyser. We have a tap room. We're open six days a week, you know, barring COVID. When there's not a pandemic. Yeah, right now we're open seven COVID. days a week. So, you know, normally we're open six days a week. Uh, we have a tap room. Everything we make is available on draft. We do growlers and cans. Uh, we do all kinds of tastings and tours. We have a private mug club. We call our Tiku Society. Um, I, when did I you guys open? Uh, so uh, I started, let's see. This will be my fourth year, fifth year, fourth year. Uh, it's been four four years. Uh, I started when the brewery was exactly a year old, and um, and this will be my my my. You know, it's been fi- it'll be five years in June. So hmm. this is my fourth year anniversary, uh, nice. or third year. I can't remember. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's a new tell. <laughs> I think it's four. I, 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 I want to say that. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was. It's four years. So it's it's going to be my third year. Um, and uh, the, they opened up in Saratoga with the tap room, and we've expanded uh, 
we're a 10 barrel brew house. So that, that hasn't changed, but we've added 20 barrel fermenters. We've added a canning line. Uh, we got a fancy keg washer now. So we're like a real brewery. It's kind of cool. So uh, <laughs> oh, I Danny, saw a video. You guys have that Anton Bar. Yes. Yes, we do have. Well, we, is we technically sweet. are borrowing the Anton Bar because I don't know if anyone actually owns those things. Yeah, um, no, it, it's like a lease or whatever. But um, yeah, we use Anton Bar for our dissolved oxygen levels because dissolved thing oxygen. Is beautiful. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome piece of machinery that's worth. Uh, uh, you know, almost as much as the down payment on my house, but yeah. um, it, it does a really good job. It's very accurate, um, scientific uh, to the T, uh, and you know, it's a little bit more. You know, everyone's seen people shaking the the, the zom like a shake weight, and and it may or may not work well. You know, I don't want to knock a you know whatever a two hundred year old piece of technology, but um, you know, we're a little bit more exact than that because. We, Canning is important and dissolved oxygen is what kills the The one video I'd seen, you guys had, I think it was like four parts per, per million uh, of DO, and that's fantastic. Where Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're pretty proud of our DO. It, it's actually better than most macro breweries. So, that's you know, good, we, we, yeah, we, uh, we, we have no unwanted gas in our cans, which is important <laughs> for shelf life. So. Awesome. For those of you who are on Instagram right now, on Instagram Live, we're, we're just been streaming for a few minutes. Uh, go over to gubsradio.com and watch us in the full show. Also, we're on uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube on the Gubs Radio Comedy Club uh, Facebook page and YouTube page. Really quick, uh, Danny from the old Island to Island Brewery down here in uh, New York on Long Island. She's checking in. She says, what's up, everybody? And uh, loves uh, everything that's going on. Congratulations on five years or four years or, or four years. years. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, you know, blame it on the COVID. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got COVID brain. And uh, there's also uh, a bunch of people checking in uh, from all over the inner tubes. Like I said, guys, go over to govsradio.com to watch a show in its full format because I can't hold my hand like this forever. It's starting to hurt already. So go on over to govsradio.com and check it out. I'll end it for now and we'll check back in later. Holla, holla. Um, so, I guess, Dan, uh, ooh, I didn't want to delete the video. Shit. It's hard to do two things. God damn it, Mike. No, I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it. <laughs> and, uh, Ryan, I think your, uh, your cohort in North Carolina is watching, or was that you watching as well? No, that's, that's probably him. I think he's probably checking up on me, making sure I'm not you know, ruining anything for us. <laughs> it's still very early. Difficult. You're plenty yeah. of time for that. Yeah. Give me time. Give me time. What's that, Steve, you cut out. What'd you say? I said he's doing a great job of just sitting there doing nothing. I love Smiling, it. looking good. He said, look like a statue. Just pretend like what's going on. So. Good lighting. Everything looks nice. I don't, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to look at. So Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I got the computer screen low, and then I got my camera a little yeah, higher than that. Like, so I always look like I'm looking down. Talking, I don't know. Do I look at myself? I can't. <laughs> Your eye just goes to yourself every time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, and you just look want down to, the whole time. So. It's it's like the human vanity. It's like I just want to see myself. <laughs> I just want to stare at Mark's mustache. Yeah, for the rest of the show. I don't know. I don't know if you know what Pete's looking at because I'm pretty sure his because the camera's off to the side. It's off to the side, right? I yeah, it's off. He doesn't know. like eye contact. It makes him feel uncomfortable. That's I just want Mark sure. to change his name to Luigi. Yes, we're going to be celebrating four years. In, in, in there you go. You got the communication up. Four I years. All right, great. The internet helped. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, please tell me you made sauce today. Oh, uh, that was on Sunday. Yeah, there you go. As it should be. <laughs> Good for you. My wife, because I also do 
I, I, as like a good little guinea, I also try and make pasta on Sundays. Good little guinea. And my wife put together like an Italian playlist in Spotify. Oh. <laughs> so I have like heavy metal going while I'm cooking. And then when we all sit down to dinner, right. it's like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> like Martin. You had Italian heavy metal. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it, tra- it was- you know, transitions from like Metallica, Rammstein, Slipknot to fucking Frank Sinatra. <laughs> It's a pretty big uh, uh, dynamic change there, <laughs> setting the mood. Um, Mark, really quick. Uh, so you have a, a bunch of stuff coming up uh, for releases. I know you were in your travels this weekend also to other upstate uh, breweries and around the area. Um, so maybe Dan can weigh in on some of this as well. So if if someone was going to take a quick trick, trip upstate, what would be the easiest way? I know, Dan, you're up in Saratoga. There's a bunch of breweries by you as I was looking at maps before and just seeing what else was around you, what would be the, the, the awesome regions to kind of hit up in order to just do like a one day beer hall in the upstate region. Also, Ryan, what, where are you at? You're up, you're up there, right? I'm here in the Island. Uh, oh. Definitely know the area, you know, big fan of what's going on kind of the whole way up. And, you know, I went on a, a ski trip up in Vermont. So we had the pleasure of kind of coming back down and hitting them on the way down. Hudson Valley. Yeah. East Coast swing, East Coast of oh, yeah. New York. Oh yeah. So Mark, we're you went to. Uh, so we were up in um, ski talk. You're on the world. We were in Stratton, but yeah. Oh, all right. Nice. They ever had that uh, Killington beer up there? Have not, but they're uh, aren't they related to somebody on the island? I feel. Ah. Like- yeah, so here's a fun fact. So uh, Mike, who owns Port Jeff Brewing, uh, also owns Killington Beer Company. And I really like, they have a, a K1 uh, IPA, which is like a straight, you know, not a hazy, just a really solid IPA. I uh, bought a couple down for me the last night. You know, uh, my family has placed by Mount Snow. Brought a couple down, really liked it. Uh, Mike and I got a, a cool little private tour at Long Ireland uh, a few months after I discovered this beer. And Long Ireland does some contract brewing for some other brewers. And I see a whole fucking pallet of K1 from Killington Beer Company sitting in their warehouse because it's fucking brewed there. They ship it to Vermont. And then my dumb ass drives four hours, five hours, <laughs> buys it there and drives it five hours back home. Well, the sad, the sad part of that is most likely Killington is going to be closing their doors. Oh, no. Well, because of this? Oh, really? Because of, yeah. That, uh, well, the mountain being closed can't yes. help. Yes. I mean, this year the snow was awful. I mean, we went up, I think, the average year they have like 100 inches and it was 60 when i went um which was and then in, when you have to cut your season in march yeah it's kind of a yeah yeah it's that that's uh that's disappointing to hear they had side uh they also had that uh daryl strawberry strawberry blonde which fucking points for name i mean <laughs> it should have just been coke nose coke no. nose <laughs> i love the mets look at my background it's all mets i'm just yeah. saying you just can, saying uh, there, there you go. go. Look, you got the Islanders there. Yeah, and the Mets logo. Look at that. You got the real oh, dude. You got to look at my basement. I'll, I'll flip the camera around a little later. Um, <laughs> Killington is closing. I'll take you on a tour. Or, uh, yeah. What was that? Killington is closing or? Yeah, it's going to be Killington. Killington's going to probably. It's just. It's, it's not feasible anymore. You know, there's nobody really showing up and, you know. Those towns. So, like I said, my, my, my parents have a place uh, up by Mount Snow, which is in, uh, outside of Wilmington, Vermont. And, like, those towns just 
are 100% tourism based. So yep. Yep. there's not just, you know, I'm sure at Killington and Strad, it's the same thing. Like every other weekend, there's some sort of festival outside of ski season that's bringing money and people into the town. And if you got to say, like, stay the fuck away for six months, Tough. that can, uh, that can ruin a business. So, uh, Dan, do so you have, uh, obviously the, uh, some of the, I guess, tourist attractions coming up here in the warmer months, you have the Saratoga raceway, you have, uh, a lot of things happening in and around the area because it's, uh, one of those destination places, especially for us, us suburban and city folk that want to get out and be in places where it's not as hustle bustle. So what, uh, what do you think the challenges are going to be moving forward for the brewery to uh, accommodate maybe a uh, partial shutdown or not quite into the phase two, phase three stuff? You know, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? What's your opinion on it? Well, the, the thing that sort of surprises me is that, um, you know, a lot of people are out of work. And a lot of people are having a hard time, you know, getting unemployment. And mm. a lot of people are having a hard time paying their bills. But no one seems to be having a hard time buying beer. No. And I think that, um, you know, if people don't work forever, eventually they're going to run out of money. Um, and, and I think that, you know, this sort of boom that we've seen with package sales, which is wonderful. I mean, I'm not shaking a stick at anything, but I... It, how is it sustainable? You know, how, how are people going to keep buying things when they have no more money? So um, that's kind of what I worry about is like, when are people going to officially be broke and like broke, broke where, you know, they're not buying beer. They're not buying, you know, they're buying cheap beer, maybe, you know, going back to macro, I, you know, I don't know. So um, the other thing that I worry about, uh, not necessarily for us, but for the, for the community is that they don't open the track. So yeah. uh, I know that there's discussion that they won't open the track to outside visitors, which would mean, uh, you OTV, know, the track yeah. will make tons of money because yep. everyone will watch it on TV and bet, you know, online. But that means Saratoga makes no money. Right. And I was, I used to work at uh, Aqueduct and Belmont sure. here down yeah. on the island. And I had taken a weekend trip to, I was working for the video crew at the time. And I had taken a trip up to Saratoga. This was going back like 15 years ago or so. Um, beautiful place, beautiful area, everything to me. And I've been down to Kentucky, down to Kentucky Downs, and I've been to um, the, uh, why can't I think of the third one? I'm an idiot. Uh, Preakness, I've been down there. I've seen them all. I'm not a better. I don't bet on the racetrack. I just appreciate these beautiful areas that have these uh, amazing looking um i think my camera just turned off that's kind of sure did you froze oh hi froze an unfortunate pose that's, yeah uh, you look scared you look, the game. i'm so scared of this um it'll come back on in a minute hopefully someone just walked hey there I, am. there I am uh yeah i mean it just it one of those uh tourist attractions but yet money makers for the areas and i know for instance belmont and aqueduct um now there's a casino where aqueduct was and uh, Belmont still does really great, and they have outside um, uh, events, one of which is a beer fest on Long Island uh, every year, or now I think every two years or so, whatever it is. They keep switching back and forth, but Belmont was supposed to happen this year, and it didn't, I don't believe. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think it, it actually would have been like last week. Um, yeah. Eight house, actually. I run right into the back of Belmont if I drive. Oh, you're right there. Okay, you're right in Belmont there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, ironically, I actually went there for my bachelor party. It's the. Uh, yeah. I think on the name of the festival, but great festival. Uh, it's Wings and Beer, so something with that in the name. And yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was a great time. Maybe not so great after going out the night before until like 5 a.m. 
you want is to have a wing stomach. But um, yeah, I mean, great, great festival. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a week or two ago. It yeah. would have been. That's disappointing. We were going to be at AC Beer Fest at the beginning of April, and I was looking back at our schedule saying, okay, then Belmont would be this month, so maybe we could do that. But then something was supposed to come up this weekend or past week or whatever it was, Pete, and I don't remember what it was, but it was definitely something that kept us out of Belmont. Maybe I had something. I don't know. I'm not saying you did. Um, But it's those beer festivals that I kind of miss right now because we used to go to at least two or three a, uh, a year or maybe at least one a season. I'm starting to miss it a little bit. It's just a lot of fun. Even if we weren't broadcasting, you probably just going as a patron. Um, those are a lot of fun. I, I, I kind of do miss those things. And, and the fact that you get to see some of the new breweries coming in and taste new stuff and all that. Um, the ones on Long Island at Nassau uh, Coliseum that we went to are starting to get a little stale. I've been going to them for years. So it's a shit starting- yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, they used to be even worse. And now it's not as bad, but it's still, yeah, it's, it's a lot of younger yeah. people getting drunk nobody anybody that goes there especially from from a brewer's standpoint you know nobody cares only only want to know is what do you have left at the last call and what's the highest abv you have yeah and that, <laughs> oh that, you that, have an eight five i'm hanging out here all day it's, mm-hmm. it's the, guys the one in hexa right that's that one we did that one was cool. i like that one supposed to be in the basement of nassau coliseum so you know yeah. what the the smaller ones that that are on the island all the ones that are really good, uh, like um, the Nano Cast Fest out east mm-hmm. in Rocky Point, mm-hmm. uh, or the one at uh, the Brewers Collective. Brewers Collective. I want to check that one out next time. That, that was the second year. That was a great one. Even the you know what? As much as people poo on on big beer, uh, the Blue Point Cast Fest is. On, Dude. On we were, what we were I was so that. excited that got oh, rescheduled because yeah. now I feel like I could go to it. Because yeah, I think we were, the, the past couple years, it's been like that. on my anniversary or something. Yeah, that <laughs> festival is fantastic. I mean, they do a great job. I'm, I have so many friends that work for Blue Point. So uh, everybody's, you know, they're all about beer. As much as they're a big, you know, a big company now, still all about the beer. Well, they also support a lot of the smaller guys. I'm as big as they are and as much as they quote unquote sold out, they go back and give back to the community, the Long Island community. And so to bring in a lot of- And they work with the the, uh, LIBME uh, crew as well. So they, uh, I I mean, while we were open, I don't know how many times I had them test beer for us. Really? They just just did it as a, you know, send us, you know, couple of cans of this we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll run all the a- analytics on it for you that's that's huge for like yeah. ibus or uh alcohol percentage or everything everything wow. yeah didn't know that dan yep. you said you guys were were scheduled to slated to be part of that this year yeah we were going to go to that uh did you do you another know what? Big one that we do down um in the city is the bacon and beer festival oh that's, that's a big one a lot of fun. wait what dan you're drinking cult the cult <laughs> right now yeah Love the can on that. Yeah. yeah so this is uh, this is our throwback series. We um, these are all New York beers. So we are a New York State Farm Brewery, and this beer is one of those beers that adheres to that. Uh, it is mostly New York, and um, we have a brown ale uh, that has a similar logo, where a uh, little different, you know, graphic, but it's that same circle with the old school label. So these are the throwback series. So we brew a Kolsch, and we brew a brown ale, and then we brew. Like one of the first IPAs that we ever made was called Derailer. And a Derailer is um, 
Well, does anyone know what a derailleur is? Yeah, his, name is, his name is Graz. Mean, his name I is Graz, it. and yeah. he uh, he's not allowed on the show for right now. So love this, this piece of machinery on your bike, that, that little bracket that moves the chain from gear to gear to gear. That's yes, a yeah, yeah. So it was an ode to Serata. And ah, okay. um, ah. our first IPA was a single IPA called Derailleur. It was a West Coast, 6.8%, kind of this piney, bitter, you know, in, in all the right ways, good beer. But, you know, when we did our daily double next to it and then the Taproom Series beers, it killed it. People just stopped buying it because they wanted the juice. And that beer was not the juice. Guilty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Very guilty. I, uh, listen, we don't brew beers that Daniel wants to drink. We brew beers that the people will buy. So, um, so you know, we actually bring the derailleur back in our throwback series for the nice. folks that remember the 90s and want to drink beer that isn't, you know, fruit in a glass. Maybe you can um, sell that logo to vintage beer t- uh, shirts. Uh, vintage beer shirts. It's a, uh, it's a I, good I logo. Certainly, I would wear that. That would be yeah. a sick tea. That's a sick tea. A nice, uh, like a, a brown background, almost a brown base, yeah. and then put that right on top of that. What do I get? Like I grew up with that on my dad's wall in the basement. What? <laughs> so, so my dad no has very similar goal to what I have, and I, it was just littered with like '60s and '70s like beer posters, and like I feel like I've seen that logo my whole life. Yep. Well, that's exactly what it, it's inspired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is. I mean, we even have the little, you know, the little English terrier down there. I mean, Jesus. Ah, oh, there he is. Retro than that. Yeah. But yeah, here I'll hold it up for the people. Mark, I'll, I'll get. I'll ship you out a special free grass T-shirt for you. That's awesome. all. That's all you. I got you. I was driving by his house last night. I, like I saw his kids on the stoop, and I was really hoping he was there so I could honk and <laughs> yell out free grass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to scare his kids. By <laughs> Daddy, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a great running bit, Dan and uh, Brian. That uh, we have a uh, a gentleman who comes on as a guest, but he uh, misspoke one night, and we've uh, put him on double secret probation. This is going back to yeah, conversation before. Cut off the, the, the buddies, you know. <laughs> That's it. And uh, now it's turned into a, a, a internet phenomenon, and people are posting all over the internet uh, free Graz T-shirts. And uh, maybe one day we'll let Graz free again, but right now it's just an internet phenomenon. And uh, T-shirts are available on GovsRadio.com <laughs> for the low, low price of six ninety nine. I'm actually making them with a Sharpie and white uh, T-shirts, Fruit of the Loom T-shirts. Fruit of the Loom white T-shirts. I'll be shipping them Is out in the upcoming weeks. Is there any chance of Graz delivering them in person with chocolate yes, nibs? he will. He'll do that and a box of chocolate nibs along with uh, some uh, mayonnaise sweat that's probably dripped on them. <laughs> so there's your, there's your free Graz t-shirts. Uh, that's gross. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it is, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this is why he's on Maybe double we probation. Maybe we should just leave him no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to talk a little bit to Ryan really quick. So Ryan, you guys have a, uh, uh, speaking of internet phenomenons, you guys have a uh, really cool channel on Instagram. Does it also appear on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff? Uh, on Facebook, yep. Okay, and so you guys do this quick, like minute and a half ADD for everybody in the world, uh, quick review. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the podcast and, and, well, the review, let's say, or the sure. blog. I hate calling people bloggers and podcasters. Yeah, um, no, we're just... We're just the, the account guys. yeah the beer guys um, <laughs> exactly. tell us a bit about the kind of the essence of you know where that started and, and why your buddies in north carolina and <laughs> and how you guys are doing this so he used to be in new york uh he used to be a brooklyn guy and he moved down to north carolina so you know that it makes sense very well because it lets us diversify a bit more where i kind of hit the stuff up here he hits the stuff down there and obviously we get some more stuff mm. 
and there along the way. Um, you know, the general idea is that it just kind of started where I was sitting actually right here in the basement talking to a couple of buddies and you know, we try a beer and you go, oh, what do you think? Oh, it's not bad. You know, I think it was a little, little piney, little whatever. And you just kind of sat there going, it'd be nice if there was somebody that would just kind of fill you in on what a beer tasted like before you actually picked it off the shelf. I think, uh, not sure if it was Mark or Dan, somebody said it before of there's a lot of beers that have really good looking cans, but they don't really taste that great or they don't taste like what they say they're going to taste like, which is kind of the issue that I take. You know, we've had beers that I wasn't a fan of, but I kind of sit there and go, well, they nailed exactly what they said. I should have known better, right? It, I had a company. <laughs> should have oh. trusted them. Yeah. You, know, you tell me it's going to be a coconut muffin <laughs> with blueberry and I'm kind of going, uh, sure, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And I try it. Well, no, they told me exactly what it was going to be. So, um, but the idea is that, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, we, we review beers and we talk about what the beer tastes like. And it's in a short format so that somebody can kind of pick it up and digest it quickly. But the idea is really trying to match people with beers that they like. There's so many times that I hear people saying, I don't like beer or I don't like craft beer. And it's because they tried like an alchemist back in like, you know, 2010 or something. And they're going, oh, that's super happy and it's awful and I hate IPAs. And you're going, well, there's a lot of IPAs out there. Have you had a no-boil IPA? Have you had, you know, the hazies that are out there now? So, um, you know, my I think- favorite, My favorite thing right now is sour IPAs. Love a sour IPA. Sour IPAs, you know, but even, uh, so my wife loves stouts. Hmm. And she always hated beer, but she likes stouts because she likes the coffee and the roasty notes that are coming in, you know? Uh-huh. So I think it's about trying to find the beer for the person. And, uh, you know, our neighbor the other day, not really into anything with any bitterness, um, but we went over to Barrier and picked up, uh, I think it was their imposter. Ah. Loved it. So, you know, you sit there and go, you can find the beer for the person if you just kind of know a little bit about them. And, you know, even kind of going a step beyond is pairing it with food. And we've been doing a bit of that, you know, actually looking at this Blackberry in the glass wit, you know, mm-hmm. it's like killer made for summer. Oh, so, you have it. I didn't, I saw you yeah. drinking something a little rosy and I'm like, ah. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, another hookup from Mark, you know, so just sitting there and, you know, this thing like sitting out on like the grass on a warm summer day, like this is tailor made for drinking and eating like a, a salad with some fruits, nuts, you know, a little goat mm. cheese. Oysters. 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 Yes. You know, like we only brew those in the summer. We, that's the, the second one we've done. And then we stopped doing them in September. So that is our summer, like fruited wit, you know. And when we do beer dinners, I always sneak a fruited wit in because, as like an intermezzo, we'll do like a sorbet with that, so like a blackberry sorbet with that beer. Mwah, it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's like I'm my really favorite good. thing in the world to do is like pair blackberry that blackberry vinaigrette on a salad. Yeah, absolutely. Thing, yeah. Lights out, you know. Yep. It's awesome. So, you know, I think that's the thing. I'm just trying to, trying to get people more educated on beer. It, is kind of what our focus is and uh you know it's it's a short format it's how we do it but um you know i think it's helped because we have noticed that a lot of people are talking to us about beer asking questions you know i'd say probably a few times a week at least people are saying hey how, what do you think of this like you know can i find this so um it's been good that's good and you're basically you know uh, introducing the beer uh, from your palate to their palate, not so much giving a rating per se, but like really taking it and saying, oh, okay, this is what we're tasting. You can use yep. that as a guideline to then go into what you're looking at um, right. in, in regards to how it could apply to your palate and what you Yeah, can- I mean, we, we do give a rating, um, but I would say that for us, the rating is not as material. We, we provide a rating and a recommendation. We really focus on the recommendation. I think that's the right. big 
thing for us because right. you know i'll be honest like a wit is normally not my style i like this yeah um, but you know we try to take that into consideration and kind of put that in the rating and say look i am not a big coffee stout guy it's just not my thing i don't drink coffee when i'm outside of beer so you know i know going in probably not for me but for anybody who is a coffee stout person you're probably gonna like this it's probably gonna be right. really good so Pete, Pete's is kind of the same way. He initially started our show with uh, a lack of, of a palate for IPAs. And then slowly he's been getting into, uh, you know, New England style hazies and stuff, juice things that, that really have kind of turned his palate. All the juice. Um, he, he's traditionally, and, and Daniel appreciate appreciate this, he loves the uh, the Belgians. So Yeah, Belgian German styles, that's, that's kind of my jam. That's what I cut my teeth on. I mean, <laughs> Fuck yeah. I really, you know, I really appreciated, you know, like – six or seven of the things you just said, because, you know, I, I do occasionally a beverage center tasting and it's like, Hey, you want to turn my IP? And I'm like, I don't like those. And it's like, why? I don't like hops. What do you mean? And they're like, you know, what about hops? Do you not like, I don't like bitter. And it's like, well, have you tried a, you know, an IPA from this decade? Because they're <laughs> completely different. And then you like start talking about the difference between flavoring hops and bittering hops and East coast, West coast. And, you know, their eyes get wide and, <laughs> and you got to dial it back a little bit because, you know, now everyone wants to get as educated. But uh, you, you show someone with something with Galaxy or Mosaic. I mean, there's no bitterness to that at all. It's juice. You know, you get, uh, you know, a good Mosaic. It's like cantaloupe and marijuana or, you know, you get Galaxy that's like, you know, pineapple and, and, and you know, and, and tangerine. And it's like there's no bitterness to that at all if it's used properly. So, you know, I truly believe, like you said, there is a beer for everyone and you just got to figure out what they like and don't like. My mom, my whole life, I hate beer. Why? Well, because in the 70s, she drank, you know, piss water and, or warm <laughs> piss water. So, you know, it's, you know, whatever it was, you know, I don't want to disparage any brand. Um, but, it, you know, it, it was, you know, so she's got this preconceived notion of what beer is, but, you know, I used to work in a beer bar in Schenectady where we had 30 things on draft and I always said, there's a I guarantee you, I will find something that you like, you know, to anyone that walked through the door. I don't like beer. I like wine. Well, come on. I got, you know, oak aged, you know, Flemish red. I guarantee you, you'll like that. You know, it tastes like wine and you blow a lot of people away. But, you know, my mom was you'll never find a beer for me. And I, so we used to pour this beer called Castile Rouge. And it's a, you know, a Belgian, you know, uh, Belgian, I think it's a, a I think it's an oud brune. Uh, hmm. Shit, I could be wrong. But they, you know, they age, they condition it on oak with cherries, and then they add cherry juice to it during the fermentation process. And if I poured this into a glass, it would look like any, you know, fruit beer that you see now. It's really not that crazy to have a bright red beer anymore. But you know, you would never know that this was beer. It tastes like cherry soda, and that was the beer that got her. And now I've been able to like introduce her to some sours and some fruited things where, you know, it's not as you know, it's not your yellow beer. And don't get me wrong, I love pilsners. You know, I I went to Germany when I was thirteen and I had a real lager, and I was like, oh my god, this is beer. I like this. This you is were born beer. for this, Dan. Well, and that's the sad, you know, the sad truth sometimes is you I get a lot of well, where'd you learn this? Where'd you go to school? You know, how how did you learn this about brewing and beer? And, and the, the the true true answer is well I I, I drank a lot and you know <laughs> you look at them and you got to admit it because you know you can go to school and you can do whatever you want to be classically trained or formally educated but just like wine or or, or food or cheese or whatever you you got to experience it and you know, I, well you know I'm not you know I'm not 
technically a Cicerone because I don't necessarily want to do that, but I respect all the people that are because that's an accomplishment. But, um, you know, you, you, you surround yourself with people that know more than you about beer and you ask them like, why does this taste like this? Why does this one taste this way? What, what is centennial mean? You know, what, what is dry hopping? And if you're educated and you understand the process and what you're drinking and why you like it, and then better yet, why you don't like it, you know, that's how you learn and that's how you find things. And, and it's very important to share that with people because exactly. otherwise they're just like, you know, I had a Miller light and, 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 you know, and, and, high school and it was warm and skunked and and now i hate beer forever and you meet a lot of people like that yeah it's fun to break those i call doors. those people quitters quite enough terrible and why would you ever put that in your body ever again you know I, I, because it's three first night at the bar no see i've always been a, qu- a quality over quantity guy i hated it it was always piss beer i'm like i'd rather just spend more money and get something tastier but agreed you know, i would i would love if i was in college and i had these on early access forget it well this is all you know, that we would be in my to- fridge I used to play, I used to play beer pong and I would put, you know, whatever was on draft, mad dog or beast or whatever that went Red Wolf. Wow. But then, Red dog. Had, oh, like the, you know, the Don't celebrator or the Doppelbach or the Hefeweizen in a bottle. And that's what you actually drank. So, <laughs> you know, you, you drank your good beer while you played, but you kept the pee pee in, in, you know, the cup just to, <laughs> just to maintain good form because you wanted to play beer pong but ryan um, have you guys have you guys reviewed big beers at all like big big uh corporate beers um i would say the most big corporate beer that we go with is the uh the goose island bourbon counties okay uh, but yeah i mean readily available beer. across the country and and things right. that can get their hands on but I, still I considered still craft, craft to a degree yeah, yeah. yeah. no um, no no michelada you know chilada <laughs> Reviews. Maybe for April Fools. Maybe nice. for that right? little Bud Light Lime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Argina or whatever that was. That they yeah, tried no, to... I do think that it's interesting though, right? Because there's there's kind of a swing that's going on. So like Dubco is a good one, where Dubco has like Dubco Light, and um, you know I think they actually came out with the they might have been a lime version, or I might be confusing them with somebody else. But they're no, trying... but Dub Light came out, yeah, and it was good. It was a it was yeah. a solid good lawn beer or 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 mold lawn beer. Listen, you don't want to drink a dank IPA when it's 95 degrees outside. It's not, <laughs> not the way to go. Um, no one needs 8% beer when it's that hot out. <laughs> no, yeah, no Belgian you know, quads? Damn it. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we stay away from the, the big stuff. Um, you know, I think made a trip down to like the Funkatorium in, uh, in Asheville, uh, which is now big beer, um, but still has a craft root to it. Um, you know, Blue Point. Uh, Blue Point was actually the first craft brewery that I've went to. You know, we mm-hmm. haven't reviewed any of their stuff recently, but like that, I grew up on Blue Point. Toasted yeah. Lot was like my still my jam. First keg I bought. <laughs> I do think it tastes different now, though. I, I, I think it's like one of the first things we uh, had in the studio when we Pete and I did our uh, pilot episode. Uh, Pete tried like Blue that. Point that. the entire time, if I recall. Love Toasted Lager. It, it's good. It's it's a staple of our of our area too. So you know. You, if you're from Chicago, then Goose Island is your staple, right? And you're from uh, Vermont, and then and Magic Cat's your staple. That kind of, or if you're from Boston, you're you know Sam Adams is your quote unquote craft beer. Or harpoon, is, yeah, harpoon, yeah, and, and and that's kind of what happened. And now Did that have we have for those guys though, because I oh, feel like a gateway into craft beer. You yes, from like the college kid, Bud Light. So all of a sudden they pick up a Sam Adams and they're like, oh, this is this is kind of good. I like this. And then all of a sudden they kind of 
get a taste of it and they start going craft beer. So, so Steve usually asks this question and I'll ask it to Dan and, uh, and Mark really quick, Dan, what was your gateway beer into the craft world when you got out of the college drinking that, uh, Bud Light stuff? <laughs> the sad reality is my gateway beer was when I was probably 13. Uh, I went to Germany for the first time and I had real German lager, but if you wanted like the actual serious where, you know, we, you know, I used to drink a lot of Molson triple X cause it was mm. like bang for your buck when I was in high school. I remember you know, it was deep and dirty and hard and it, it got you. Um, but I married my wife, like Sam Jackson beer. It'll get, I remember one time, you know, I went over to my buddy's house and I, I won't name names cause we were minors, you know, but, um, he's Wait, like, you're a you know, minor. Well, you know, all right. I was 21. Okay. Uh, oh, a minor, M I N O R. I was like 10th or 11th grade. Thinking, and, thinking for gold. Yeah, like, um, or silver mines up in the Catskills or something. He does have a gold rush thing going on with the beard. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, I got to say, pause. Everyone's really well groomed for not being able to go to their barber. So, you know, I, I, I did a Columbus talk to myself the other day. Like, so the goddamn like, shitty buzzer to show up. No, this is, you guys are all very well groomed. So I'll say this Pete, Pete naturally doesn't have a lot of hair, so it's a very easy, you know, trim job. I didn't, I didn't even get to trim the little hair that I had. I had to focus on the beard first. There you go. So that Honestly. it wasn't eating hair at every no meal. No Steve is very rarely without a hat. I'll say that. Baby face. Um, uh, Mark Baby naturally face looks beautiful face. all the time. That's just Mark's natural look. Besides the mustache, God, his hair is handsome. dark very and thick and a handsome son of a bitch. And then, uh, Ryan, I can't speak for you, but you are wearing the hat. So the beard looks yeah. uh, tight and trim. So there you go. There yeah, you go. See, yeah, not that bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I took the buzzers out the other day and gave myself a little Corona clip. So, <laughs> I actually had an appreciation for barbers after it because yeah, no, I took an hour and a half not to butcher myself. Yeah, they're going. Yeah, the twenty bucks I pay is well worth it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dan, Dan, going back. So to answer you. the question. Sorry. So my buddy calls me over. There you go. And he's got this. He's like, we're gonna drink some beers tonight. And I'm like, all right, like let's go. You know, crack the Molsons. And he's like, he's like, no, we got something different. And I we go up in his mm. room, and he's got this weird like stone bottle. It was a big bottle. I'd never seen anything like Delirium. it before. And it was called Delirium mm. Tremens. Ah. And um, I was like what one beer are you kidding me how are we gonna enjoy it like this is stupid and weird and and what is this weird ass elephant and um he's like just relax like truck turn was my fucking jam yeah we 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 split that bottle and and it was lights out i was out of my mind it was a wild evening for the rest of the night and and i was like you know and then that's when the question started it's like well why did it do that? And then you realize that the ABV was not normal and, and that it was a style that was really easy to drink, but got you, you know, it, it really got you because it was only, you know, 9% or whatever at the time. And, and so it We're was, used to that, was, that high ABV average on your beers. So you're drinking. Yeah. Like and it was something six. very different. And, and from then on out, it, 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 it you know, delirium was har- harder to get and expensive. So, you know, I drink a lot of Omegon and I mm. give Omegon a lot of credit because um, I, I cut my teeth on, on, that's how I got into Belgian beer. And my uncle, Same. um, lives up in your Cooperstown. favorite style? Uh, mm, Which on again? Well, so I, it was a lot of Hennepin and, and then the other. Oh, my favorite fucking Saison. Yeah. And well, my third beard that I really, really, truly like where it like launched me was Saison DuPont. Uh, and the reason for that was, is my, my uncle, Saison my aunt and uncle live in Cooperstown. Uh, they're moments away from Omegon, and they were friends with, uh, you know, the Merchant Duvin people. 
and uh, my uncle gets a call and my uncle always had a kegerator in his basement for me that was like this guy's like living on the planet mars you know in the year 3000 like what is this giant thing of beer in a fridge and you know one year it was something different and what had happened was is he got a call and um you know they said hey we need your help and they were like and he's like what can i do and you know they had a, a pallet of this beer that there, there was like six or seven cases that broke so the whole pallet's trash and most of the beer was fine and it was like we're going to get rid of it but you know if we get rid of it in the back of your truck you know you know maybe uh you know that would be a thing but you got to come <laughs> right back and he was like okay he was there in 20 minutes and uh and he put a whole pallet of dupont bottles in the back of his pickup truck blew out the suspension on the way home but he had saison dupont in his basement and we went over for thanksgiving every year and i drank i drank that those bottles every year and for like four years in a row and i was just in love with this light easy drinking huge flavor nuanced sort of sophisticated flavors that i never had in a beer before but it wasn't heavy and it didn't get you drunk and it was really refreshing and that just it launched me into belgian beer and and i started to really explore the omegon portfolio hennepin is a big one but three philosophers three philosophers with like 10 years on it is one of the best beers i've ever had in my life it's just super super tasty huge cherry notes just smooth as silk great beer and, and and that's kind of where it started and then i went back to germany a second time and and drank a shitload of lager and that kind of just really was like sealed the deal i was doomed before i was even you know 18 this was all before i was 18 Jesus and then Christ. you know when you're in college like i said everyone's drinking garbage at a party but i'm the guy in the, the corner with a six pack of you know spot and optimator being like this is delicious and i don't need to drink 13 of them to get drunk so you know this is gonna be a good night for me yeah, yeah. see i mean i i that love drinking kolsch, you know i love kolsch and that's what I'm, I'm drinking right now i'm super happy that we make a really tasty kolsch uh, with new york ingredient too which uh is is nice to say so is it 100 so dan i'm, I'm with you on that all yeah. uh, over 50 though i think it's like 68 ish something like okay. that yeah, so you're right there. You're right in regulation is what they say. Yeah, right for yeah. sure. It qualifies and is cool. a little bit over the qualifications. I'm with you on all those Belgian styles, and I, I love it. That stuff's uh, special occasion when I can crack open like a 750 of like a good Belgian beer. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm sad to say when I was uh, 14, so close, close in age, uh, my first beer was Bud Ice Light. Uh, so you have had a much tastier journey. Yeah. That's the appropriate face, Steve. Well, Three Bud Ice Lights got a 14-year-old Pete shit-faced. Uh, I, I remember... So that's even worse. Well, my parents <laughs> used to have a, an antique Coke stupid fridge. chiseled bottle. With, uh, with Coke, like glass Coke bottles. So we were kids. You put the quarter in the machine, you get a Coke bottle. But when you'd have adults over, the last two rows were beers. And one of those beers was a Molson Golden. And I was in Ooh. fifth grade. And I was like, why does this make me feel funny? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember paying a quarter and getting a Molson Gold now, because like it didn't discriminate. You paid a quarter, you got access. It like was a gate, so the all twelve rows were open. It was an old machine, um, and that I remember pulling that out and drinking it over the course of a whole day. I sipped on that twelve ounce, <laughs> twelve ounce clear glass bottle, and it was it was like, whoa, this tastes terrible. But it, well, you know, why I can't I stop drinking it? Yeah, but there's this funny buzz that I'm feeling. I feel goofy and so doomed, doomed. You know, Mark, you know, what was alcoholic grandparents? Never stood a chance. It's all in the family. That's what it comes down to. 
Mark, what was your uh, gateway beer? Uh, it was probably Sam Adams back in the day. Mm, okay. Before Sam Adams. Was Sam Adams always big? There was a point where it wasn't, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there was, but it, it, it's, it's a very New England thing for a while, long time before it trickled down here and, and made its way throughout the country. So I remember uh, I was going to school up in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, and I remember people getting Sam Adams in a six pack um, and going, what is, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's a lager. I'm like, hmm, I don't know what the lager is, but let's uh, try that. And I was impressed. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll have another one of these. And they're like, no, you're not going to have another one. You go drink the keg, freshman. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things I, I remember distinctly, you know, being in college and saying, I'm going to say like 1997, 98, somewhere in there and, and going, oh, so there is other beer. There is other things than Keystone Light or uh, Milwaukee's <laughs> Best or, you know, anything like that. So it was, you know, again, another one for me. Uh, I always talk about it. You know, Magic Hat to me was the, the first one that really got me. I and mean, that, that Magic Hat number nine, when it finally came down to Long Island, you can get it anywhere. And I was finally 21. That was it. I was all in on Magic Hat. I would buy uh, cases. I would buy a keg of it from my bar when I finally built this down here. It was my gateway into the craft world is that pale ale style, kind of fruity, kind of piney, but a little bit of hoppy. You know, it, it was a fruit it was, beer. It is. Yeah. It's apricot. So it's it does apricot have that. that yeah. But then the pale ale still does have like a little bit of the dryness of the hops that dried out just a tad, just the way they used to brew it. I have tasted a Magic Hat number nine recently and wasn't as impressed as I was. So my palate definitely has changed, obviously, throughout the years because prior to that, I was drinking what? Corona, Heineken. I was still not going for the Bud Lights. I was never a fan. Do you think your palate changed or you think oh, yeah. you used to a better quality? Well, a little bit of both, but I Same know thing, like really. the progression uh, from Magic Hat to then really hardcore, piney West Coast beers like uh, we talked about it last show, you know, Sierra Nevada and Stone. Stone was a big one for me, man. When I, when I found Stone, I went, wow. That's a new this release, right? That's the new new right here. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. No. What do you got? <laughs> what you got? All right, uh, let me, I'm, yes, you guys talk. I'm going to pee really quick. This is a GSL Juicier. So there's a, a wonderful family that has a, a bunch of restaurants um, up on uh, Sacandaga. So this is GSL. So great Sacandaga Lake. So it's uh, they have restaurants uh, on the lake. There's a uh, uh, Lansing's uh, Lakeside Tavern. There's uh, Lansing's on the lake. Uh, they just opened up a, a pizza place in Amsterdam, New York called Lorenzo's. Um, and then there's Partners Pub and Sport Island, and they're all on the water. They're just really awesome places, but the family's really cool, and uh, I've been selling beer to them for a little while, and they came to me, and they said, we want to brew a beer, and we were like, let's do it. So we brewed GSL Juice, and it was a single IPA. It was like a, a collab with them. They were like, we want something like a Juice Bomb, like a Bissell Brothers Substance, like a Hill Farmstead Edward. Like, can you do that? And we're like, well, we'll try. Those are all really exceptional beers. So uh, we came up with this New England IPA uh, and um, we we crushed it. I think they're on their sixth batch of that since June of last year. So they wow. basically take all the kegs and we can it for them. Uh, and What, uh, what hop profile in it? And this, so this here is the double version of that. Uh, and this is a New England style, tropical. Uh, we got a little mosaic in here. Uh, there's a little citra, uh, some other things, uh, some proprietary hops that we don't like to talk about. Um, you guys we, got a lot of that going on. 
Well, you know, the thing is, is we didn't invent anything. And it's really hard, you know, once you capture something special in a market that people have sort of been at, you know, for a while now. And we don't want to give it all away because there's a lot of other people that could probably afford to do it easier. And, you know, so we got some special tricks up our sleeve. So this is the double IPA version. This is GSL Juicier. And as you can see, I got my Hawaiian guy down there, you know, no copyright. <laughs> Uh, there's our glass, which is what our, and then he, he, we got the, the juiced version. Uh, and as you can see, and we'll pour some, this is uh, your classic New England double IPA. We jacked it up to 8.25%. Uh, it goes tropical juice. Uh, no, There's very little bitterness in this beer. Very nice. And it's brand new. We just came out with this last week. So this is what the kids are into, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> I'm those kids. That, that's what I am into. Will you give me your address? I'll send you a four-pack of this. Because don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I love all of your downstate breweries. And I, and I, and I, we're all in New York, all right? Don't get me wrong. We're all in New York. But why, you know, this is the kind of stuff that people are going to start lining up for, you know, instead of some of those other famous places that we love. In, 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 uh, I missed you know. it. So what's what's the uh, style? What do we got? Too late. Too late, sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, so this is a private label. This is a beer that we do specifically for a, rant, a restaurant group in uh, upstate New York in the Adirondack Parks on the Sacandaga Lake, Great Sacandaga Lake. This is the Lanzi's, uh, Lanzi's collaboration. So they're a, a wonderful family that uh, has some restaurants up by us. And this is the double IPA version of GSL Juice, which is mm. Great Sacandaga Lake Juice. Uh, this is the double that we, we just came out with this last week. And it's it's really nice. It's it's deceptively easy to drink for 8.2. Not my style. I like session pale ales. I like uh, single IPAs, things like this. But what Artisanal does with all of our beers, like all of them, is we hide our ABV really well. It makes uh, for a very drinkable experience. And that's why, um, you know, the beer that sort of brought the boys together, uh, the beer that started everything is our Belgian quad, which two years ago we we won best Belgian in New York state at tap New York. Oh. It's called whole lot of trouble. And the reason it's called whole lot of trouble is because our Belgian quad is 10.5%. And uh, you would never know it drinks like an, uh, an 8.5 and 9% beer. And it, it, it is not a 9% beer. So, you know, the, the boys are very good at creating a nice, you know, beautiful hop balance. And the grain bill is, is such that there's a, a, a nice fluffy mouthfeel and, and it really hides that alcohol. None of our beers taste hot, which, is like my least favorite thing in the world. I don't want to know that I'm drinking alcohol because I don't necessarily need that. I like the flavor. So yeah, if you yeah. can't hide your booze and the beer is hot, not for me. So I kind of like that sometimes. Take you know having that beer. Some people need the feedback. You need or at that. least smell a little boozy. I like yeah. that. Don't get me wrong. If it were a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout, totally different experience. I want to I want to smell that you know that bourbon. But, you know, I don't necessarily want that in my IPA. And that's me. I mean, don't get me wrong. My, no, friend, no, that's, my yeah, best friend yeah. drinks 9%, 12% IPAs, and he wants it to hurt him. And I'm like, you know, that's that's for you, dude. Not, Those not are the guys that are chili heads also, you know? Yeah. That's opiate pepper. I want to shit fire tomorrow. Yeah. No, I like to taste it. Don't get me wrong. I like my spicy food. But if you can't taste it, did you really enjoy it? Yeah. Exactly. It's all just heat, and there's nothing back there. It's tough. We, uh, I know Pete cracked one open earlier. Yeah, let's talk about the. I haven't even tried it yet. Let's talk about the Warhead beer. So, war, I grew up with these Warheads, and I'll, I'll give you a quick little background and story. There, there it is. is. The the mixed four. 
Uh, Pete's got the watermelon. I have the black cherry. Steve, what do you, you had the apple. Green apple. Yep. Um, so I grew up with Warhead. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my childhood that I might, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might have already, uh, there it is, uh, talked about on a, on a previous show. But I was, uh, I was a little hustler back in seventh and eighth grade. Um, I used to go to the local bodega. So let me know. Bodega. Oh, I already love this story. <laughs> and I used to go in with a $5 bill and I would buy uh, warheads at five cents a piece. And they'd literally count out a uh, hundred warheads. And then I would go to school and in my blazer pocket, because I went to Catholic school, I would have warheads and I'd sell them at a quarter a piece. Uh, a very large my man my man and i would make so much money um in my seventh and eighth grade years because i could walk to school at that point i didn't have to bike i didn't have to have my mom drive me so i would right before school started i'd run over to the deli across the street the bodega and i would grab you know five dollars worth of warheads and by the end of the day i had 25 dollars in my pocket after having five dollars to start it was an amazing venture so when i saw this come out and i i i'm Kind of upset Mark had to go, but he has a newborn, so he can't really hang out for too long. Um, I wanted to say, as soon as I got the word that you guys were releasing something like this, I'm like, I just want the can. I just want the can just for my nostalgia purposes um, because it brings me back to that time where I was a hustler. It gives actually, it, it's a small amount of motivation in this beer, which is crazy to me to even say, but like, I need to go back to hustling. And I don't mean I'm going to be, you know, shh, you know, shh dealing drugs. I'm just going to, you know, really work hard no and, and try no to make that, that money. But that, yeah, no, but this was, you know, like this just to me always spoke about my childhood. So when I saw it, I'm like, I gotta have it for whatever it tastes like. It doesn't really matter to me. It was about being a, a kid again and now being, you know, over 40, I'm like, fuck, this is an, an amazing, like a throwback to when I it's 13 again. It's awesome. Yeah, that, that can reminds me of going out to the uh, the ice cream truck and like I used to buy and these like airheads and like warheads and all those things. Yeah. Truck and like the second I saw it, I'm like, yep, that's it. I'm also a uh, a newborn parent, so I miss it by one day, and they're sold out everywhere. So sorry. We'll, we'll yeah. make it again. I promise. Yeah. yeah, no, it'll be it'll be around, and you'll ship it uh, statewide, so you can get a. Can you get a yeah. mixed case, by the way, shipped? It doesn't have to be a case, one case of everything, right? Oh. Well, n no, no. So we we sell them as mixed four packs. You right. can't get a case of one flavor. You you get a, a mixed four, and, and it's the same, you know. So you're basically getting, you know, a, a mix every oh, time. That green. We we used to yeah, sell them by case by the flavor. Yeah, that's 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 a green beer right there. <laughs> I would no. I would rather drink this on St. Patty's Day than that. Died crap that no that is maybe you know that's just you know i don't want to be right there not died crap <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's just say this i what i meant by that was you can get that, a, a mix that is case. green apple bro that is green apple yeah you can get a mixed case if you wanted to get like the daily double and the wid and the oh yes yeah, 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 so yes there are some breweries that are shipping where they ship one beer per case and right. no you as long as you build a case out you can okay. get whatever you want and right. and then that is nice because you know if you want a four pack of ipa you want a four pack of sour you want two warheads you know two stouts whatever you can you can build them out like that for sure so i heard a little uh rumor that this was not really supposed to be warheads 
Whoa. I heard it was supposed to be Jolly Rancher. Well, all right. So, <laughs> what, so basically Satisfy what we did rumor. is when we were, we were brewing, when we, we've been brewing sours differently since we started. There was, we sort of evolved from your very basic, you know, souring of a beer to like a kettle sour mm. to, to what we brew now. And what we brew now is not a kettle sour and it's not a wild ale. Um, if you know about brewing science, you might be able to figure out what I'm talking about. I'm definitely not going to explain it because Steve, Steve will explain it one day. Yeah, it's a, it's, um, it, you know, it's not a kettle sour. It's okay. not a kettle sour, but we aren't, you know, open air fermenting wild ales either. So you, you can figure it out, but what we, we, there's only one other option. <laughs> yeah. So we looked at what was, well, we're not back souring it with like lactic or anything. Okay. So again, it's it's fancy, but it's not that complicated. It's so, like that. Um, so, so we we've had a couple ideas, and 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 we you know we like brewing smoothies, and we like mm. brewing you know sort of like we brew a cream sickle and a fudge sickle. So we like to have fun, right? We like to have fun. So we we were fun. like, why don't we brew some candy things? We we're like, well, what's a sour candy? And we were like, oh, Jolly Ranchers. Mm. So we brewed these beers called Raleigh Jancers. Okay. As one does. You can't sue me and you, and you won't be able to. Um, but no. And, and what the whole point of the beer was is to experiment with flavors and to experiment with colors. And, and we tried a bunch of different ways to flavor and color beers with the whole intention of imitating the candy. It wasn't supposed to taste like real fruit. It wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to be like a, I don't want to disparage the brand, but it wasn't supposed to be like a super sophisticated nuanced sour. It was supposed to be candy. And we were mm -hmm. trying to play with the way to color it. And they came out really well and they were very popular. So then I was standing there with the owner and we were drinking the, the, the Raleigh Jancers in the brewer, brew house. And I said, you know, we should double, we should make the Imperial version of this. It should be more because they were session sours, okay. like, more alcohol, more sour, more flavor, warheads. Send it. So you know, this is what I do. I, I come up with an idea. I drop the bomb. It may or may not be in, anywhere near remotely possible. Some of my ideas fly and some of my ideas never even get off the ground. But then I just walk away and I let them work with it. Because the guys in the brew house are the geniuses. They brew the beer. They know what they're doing. They're very, very, very legit. I'm not a brewer. I'm just, you know, an ideas man, if you will. So the, immediately my assistant brewer at the time reached out to Warhead. And if you notice here, you know, that's the Warhead logo. Yes, yeah, it is. Still that. That, that is real. So they gave us their logo. They gave us their flavors. And they said, God bless. So we beer in return? beers and they're officially licensed. So um, basically what they are is these are super sour beers that are flavored to be like Warheads. Now, you made a mention about dye. Mm. we experimented with a couple different ways to make beer look you know different colors and fruit is a big one now there's no fruit in these beers these are flavored beers. And, I, and i'll be clear about that like they're these are not fruited. there's no fruit in these yeah they are supposed to taste like candy they're not supposed just to like there's like no fruit. fucking fruit in warheads there's no exactly. green apple in <laughs> green apple is not flavored <laughs> with like you know macintosh apples or granny smiths it, it's 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 green apple. It's a fake flavor. And in order to get that dye, we experimented with all different kinds of, you know, algaes and things like that. Really? None of those worked. You know what works? Food coloring. Yeah, green dye. So in order to make that beer look like that, 
and make it look the most legit and taste the most legit, it was the worst way to 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 do it. You know, in my opinion, I'm a traditional natural <laughs> man, and these are the like these are not where Dan drinks beer, and and I don't I'm not knocking them because they're tasty and they nail what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But like if I you know I I'm more of like this like I like our cheese turt, which is the same base except for we use real fruit, mm-hmm. and, and these are not these are not flavored. There's no artificial color in them. They are like real fruited sours, and this is this is the stuff that I love because but. These are good, this, but this did exactly, exactly what, what we set out. Is. Exactly, it's exactly what we wanted to do. It's not and an interpretation; it is literally a warhead in a glass. Yes, and that's what we wanted, and that's what we did. And we've done it now four or five times, so it's like repeatable, and people are super into them, and they yeah. love that nostalgia. It really hits home for people, and the flavor brings them back to their childhood, and they either remember, you know, when they were on the swings trying to put as many of them in their mouth at a time or whether they were making $20 a day as a grade school kid, like a little hustler, you know, it, it brings you back. And that's what we did. So, I was a and, and that's where Warheads come from. Just playing um, around. The, uh, so you guys are in yeah. tasting yeah, right. beer. If you guys have ever read that book that said like, that is like the epitome of making a good beer is essentially being able to transport somebody back to like, I've had this flavor before. What is it? And, uh, that's that's this, you know. Give me th- thirty seconds, boys. I'll be right back. Thirty seconds. Yeah, you got to be. And and you're right, Ryan. I think that's exactly what it should be done. If if you're intending to sell a product, you should have it as advertised. If it advertises a warhead flavor of black cherry, green apple, or watermelon, it should taste exactly like you're advertising. When when we did yada yada yada, yeah, Snickers. Everybody was like. Snickers. Oh my God. Snickers. You could relate to certain things as, as much as, you know, he said, um, you know, Dan said, you know, there's dyingness. That's fine. But again, I would rather have this dyed than the crap when they take like, you know, Mick Ultra and they put green coloring in it. It has no flavor. St. Patrick's Day. This, <laughs> this actually, I swear to God, it tastes like the green apple. Yeah. Goddamn warhead. They are dead on with the taste of it. I, Pete, you have the watermelon dead on with yeah, the watermelon? it is. It's, it's like spot on. I mean, right on. So I, I was uh, saying it before, you know, like hustling in, in the streets of uh, elementary school, you know, <laughs> like it just brings me back. And Dan, you, you said it perfectly, like it, it's nostalgia in a way. And sure. it's, it's just a drinkable beer. It's sweet. Sure. I can't drink multiple of these in any one sitting, but when I want to go back and be like, I want to you're know. not going to go out with the boys and have 10 of these <laughs> while you're watching the Mets. I mean, <laughs> that's not what we were shooting for. Good callback. Good callback. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was listening. Um, but, you know, you know, it, it is the nostalgia. And, and you see that everywhere in this industry because, you know, we're all of a certain age. And, you know, we remember the 90s and the 80s and they were mm-hmm. fun and cool and that we have, we're having a great time. And uh, we want to harken back to that. But a lot of people steal that. And there's a lot of IP theft. And you see a lot of like, you know, sort of loosey-goosey, you know, interpretation yeah. of copyright. Mm. And, and for once, we didn't, you know, there's nothing stolen here. And that's kind of what we like the most about it. Because people are like, oh, wow, you know, you stole that logo. You just ripped it right off. It's like, nope. no, actually, the Warheads company sent it to us. And we have the, <laughs> you know, the, the real flavors. They sent us the concentrates and the things to make those beers taste the way they do. And 
I just love that, that you could say that because. Yeah, it's real. I, I, it, I, it is an actual collaboration with the Warheads Candy Company. I, I guarantee there are so many haters that are like, oh, they, they ripped that off. They're going to get sued. They're going to get hear it every time we pour it at a, at, a, at, a, <laughs> at a festival. And I have people that, you know, heckle me on the internet. You know, one of my, one of my jobs is as, um, as the, I started out as the general manager, kind of paying attention to everything. And one of the things that I was very adamant about was keeping us off of the, the beer blogs and, and out of, you know, the, the bullshit because, mm -hmm. you know, and, and again, we're not getting political and I'm not making commentary on the way society is, but it's very easy to offend people these days. And, and, yep. and it's very yep. easy for people to share their sort of offense and their, their upsetness with the whole world. And, mm -hmm. and that, you know, is like wildfire. So I always joke, I'm like, I'm keeping us off of don't drink beer. And I keep us off of the worst beer block because I love those guys and I follow them and I laugh. Yep. But like the day that I wake up and I see us on don't drink beer, I gotta, I gotta resign. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go to a different company because <laughs> you, 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 they, you get eviscerated and maybe rightfully so. But at the same time, in the day and age of social media, I try to keep us off of that stuff. And, and with the IP theft, that, that was a big thing because people do, they, they immediately assume that we stole it. And, and right. it's like, no, I mean. How about you just look at the, you know, the, the, do your hit, you do your research like a good journalist should and find out if it actually is a legit way of promoting the Warheads company or not. And then sure. all it requires is a quick DM or a text or a tweet to the company and say, is this completely legit or you guys, you know, are, are, are you know, subpoenaed or whatever the thing is. And, and most breweries will say, well, you know, maybe except for 420. But besides them, you know, everyone else seems to have a legit way of either making it something relatively new or licensing it with the company. Sure. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that get hit with their cease and desist and then they mm -hmm. just never make it again. What, and and what that, that is what it is. Those, I mean, and, and like I said, when we first started, good press is, is, is any press or whatever. Right. But at least with this, we can make it again, you know, right. and we can, we can potentially put it in a grocery store if we want it to. That would be you know, a lot, except for it, it would apply to kids. So you'd really have to like, not for children consumption. It's not a, it's not a Capri Sun. That label is fully approved. Agreed. We, we, I agree. we don't have to alter it at all. I mean, that is completely licensed for distribution. I mean, it, we did not fudge anything. That's, you know, that is, again, you know, you, you look, it's got, if it's got one of those. Yep. It's real. It's you know, that, that's a, you know, that's a real label. It's not a crowler. It's not a, you know, a temporary tap room only label. It's that's officially licensed and, and legal. So, you know, you could put it in a grocery store. Now the question is, would the grocery store ever pick up a candy themed sour ale made by a small brewery in upstate New York? <laughs> Probably not, but yeah, maybe not. that's their problem. That's their yes. hang up. But yes. the bodega that Pete used to go to, <laughs> that I used to go on. Hell yeah, man! I mean, if the if we corner the bodega market, <laughs> making millions in bodegas. I have noticed though that grocery stores are getting better about bringing in craft beer. So one hundred percent, I one hundred percent agree with that. And when I first, I, I mean, I'll readily admit, you know, part of this is teach, as you said, teaching people to break down those preconceived mm -hmm. notions. The other part of it is breaking down my own. And, and I will readily admit that I've grown a lot with this company, you know, for what I, cause I, you know, I started out my experience before this was at a craft beer bar where we served no macro. 
We didn't even deal with the distributors that sold macro, even if they were trying to sell us an independently owned brand. So we were like sort of on the, like the extreme end of the craft beer section. And, and, and I like that. Don't get me wrong. It, it mm. spoke to me, but there's a lot of preconceived notions. And at first I didn't want to be in grocery stores at all. I, I didn't want that. And I was very vocal about it. And, and I then realized that, you know, and, and I love my beverage centers, but, you know, I think that the beverage centers are starting to go in a different direction and the grocery stores are kind of filling that void. And well, if you think, so for me, that's like going to a, going to a beer distributor, like that's, that's another trip that I got to yeah. make versus well, if I'm going grocery shopping anyway, and I can pick up some, some decent beer while I'm there. That's exactly what my boss used to say. He goes, I like craft beer. I go to the grocery store. I got to be grocery shopping. If I see good craft beer, you think I'm not going to buy it? Yep. And and I would argue with him about that. But now, I mean, I'm with him. I mean, you're at the store. You're like, shit. They got <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, so or like, you know, the brands that, you know, you, you don't that like kind of stop you dead in your tracks and you're like, I'll buy that no matter what it is. And I'm already here and I need some beer and you know, and that, and, and, and you just buy it. So, you know, now our grocery stores do really well by us. And the one thing I love about them is they always keep my beer cold. And I can't <laughs> even say that about most of my beverage centers. So, yeah. you know, at least they respect my liquid. So, you know, I, I, I've sort of grown to accept that because they really are the, the grocery stores are changing. Even my price choppers and my Hannaford's have fantastic beer. Fantastic. Wow. Beer you have to say like, there's something about, uh, like the grocery store IPA that I go to every time is a high uh from uh, Cigar City. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Juicy, enjoyable. What is it like seven something? So it's probably a little bit dangerous to be like crushing when you go out and yeah, get. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a true single. Um, but you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, that used to be like a, a whale, and 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 you're like, oh, Cigar City and High Lie and. You know, how do you even get that? And you got to get it shipped to you and you're trading. But now it's in the grocery stores. And, and the thing about that beer is it's still just as good as it was when I first started drinking yep. it. You know, they didn't fall yep. off. They didn't, yep. you know, start producing too much. You know, you get a lot of these little tiny breweries that, you know, they get real big, real fast. They start contract brewing and that beer changes. And you're like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. And we don't ever want to be that. So, you know, my boss always says that, you know, the, you know, the, it's real hard to get bigger. You know, you can get as many fermenters as you want, but once you start getting bigger than, you know, a 20 or 30 barrel brew house, you, you got to be able to move beer quickly and a lot of it at that point. Yeah. So, you know, we, um, you know, he would, I don't think my boss would ever go above a, a 10 barrel brew house because we like doing what we do and, and, and making small batches and, you know, only putting 15, 26 into the market and then boom, done onto the next one. You know, we got some of these rotators, like, you know, we have picked this picture day beer, which is uh, one of the beers that we brought down to Mark. You know, the whole purpose of this beer here is, you know, we sat down and we we're like, you know, my boss is like, well, what do people want? And I go, you know, I'm a Hill Farmstead junkie. He, he's rotator all day. You know, he's mm -hmm. got those single hop series that are like some of the best beers on the planet. And I said, we should do a rotating single. And we came up with the concept of this. And this is our rotating single. This is number 12. So every time we brew this, it's different. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a small 10-barrel batch. And each can features a picture day of one of our staff members. Now, this one's kind of funny. This is my, my good buddy, Adam. He's one of the brewers. Now, you can see Adam's got some shit on his face. There you go. 
So the story, and this is the first can where we actually put a story, and this is also, you know, an idea that we had where we do like a yearbook quote instead of the logo, you know, so there's a story there. <laughs> so Adam was a bit of a rebel and drew all over his face that day, uh-huh. and they gave him a rash of shit and weren't going to let him take his picture, and they called his dad, and his dad was like, well, you let women wear makeup, right? And they were like, yeah. And he was like, so what's the problem? And they were like, you know about this? And he's like, yeah. And, and so that's his, that's his senior photo with all that marker on his face. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and, and every time we do it, it's a different one. So, like, there's, I mean, I don't know if you can recognize that, that handsome devil, oh, but I was you. number nine. You and so the idea nine. was is we get to build our own beer. So I, I picked the hops. You know, Adam picked his hops, and, and every, everyone brews their own beer. And it's a rotator, and every time it's different. And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that people are into. So we try to, um, you know, we try that's to give people cool. what we want, but still brewing a good beer. And then we also do the, the, the tap room series, which originated in the tap room. That's why we called it that. It was a rotating double. Every time we make it, it's a different beer. Mm. But you could only get it at the brewery. You know, you had to go brewery. No distro, no beverage centers, no nothing. And, uh, that, and then that took off. And now we're on, I think we're about to brew tap room 18. Or, or, or wow. So we, um, you know, we, we've been doing these rotators where, you know, uh, it's the same sort of concept and base and, and we experiment and we grow and we learn about water chemistry and grain bill mm-hmm. and, and all of these, you know, all of these things. And, you know, I mean, I, when we first started brewing beer, the, the boys used to put fruit puree in their double IPA because that's how they thought there was juice is, was that people were fruiting their IPAs and some people do that and that's okay. But What's kind of nice is they've grown to learn that you don't need to do that if you can properly utilize, you know, certain hops in, in the dry hop. And we, you know, we've kind of experimented with that. And, and that's kind of what makes me happy is that, you know, they're not dead set in their ways and they're willing to grow and learn. And we don't just brew Belgian beers because no one wants those anymore, even though I love Belgian. Fuckers. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. If people would just sit down and drink some Flemish red with me, I'd be a happy man. But, you know, they just, they, you know, the Belgian beers, the Oud Bruins, you know, those are really good. But, you know, no one's burning the barn down with those anymore, sadly. So we, we, one we, of the other one of the other beers, Dan, that we got was uh, the Daily Double. And I know yeah. Ryan was drinking that before. Sure. Give us a little sure lowdown that. on the Daily Double because you have the double. Yeah. Uh, you have the Daily. And yeah. then you have a daily double. Yeah, so, so give us the the uh, rundown on those two. Sure. So daily double was actually one of the first beers that the boys made. Uh, and when I say the boys, I mean Kurt and Colin. Kurt and Colin Borchardt are the owners of Artisanal Brew Works. They're both, uh, you know, teachers from Saratoga High School. That's how they mm. met. Colin is still a teacher. He's the dean of foreign languages for Saratoga wow. High School. Kurt um, was an engineer by trade and profession, and then taught for a little while, and was not nearly close enough to his sweet teacher retirement like Colin was so he left and is with the brewery full-time but um you know they they met over Belgian beers and one of the first beers that they made when I first met them was Daily Double and obviously it's an ode to the the track you know that's a a horse racing term Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a New England style orange juicy very you know citrus forward double IPA and so that's the label there Um, and what's kind of cool is that's our third our second label the originally the color band uh was on the bottom so oh. it's a daily double on the bottom. And we had a beverage center kid come up to us and say, I don't like your labels. And I was like, fine. He's like, well, because when it's in a case, I can't tell what it is. Because every single beer was delineated by the color band, which was on the bottom. And so you couldn't tell what the beer was unless you picked it up. So gotcha. we moved that up. So 
that that beer label rode for a couple of years and we've done some a lot of wild you know different changes from the hops that we use to you know that used to have apricot puree in it it doesn't anymore mm. um it's just got a lot of really wonderful hops in it now uh and it's a 7.3 percent double ipa and so it has an apricot taste to it though even though it does it does for sure yeah. and but we used to put that in there to bolster it and we don't anymore which is quite nice now and now is it supported by the the hop profile is that why yeah you we, we, we get a little bit more efficient a little bit better at dry hopping is basically what it comes yeah. out and that beer is now juice without any actual juice in it which is what i think most people are trying to achieve so mm. we, we we heard for a long time that the, the labels were plain and there was a purpose to that and the idea was is that if it was sitting on a shelf you um you know you you saw the brewery and you could recognize it because you know you got these crazy ass labels that don't really mean anything and they're sort of weird and artistic but not informative and and this was informative and uh and it worked. It worked for a while. And then we sort of got talked to by a couple of people that know what they're talking about. <laughs> and they were like, you know, don't focus on the brewery, focus on the name of the beer. Yeah. So now this is our new core brand label. Mm. It's a paisley background with a different color. Now daily double is the same thing, except for this is orange and it says daily double. Right. So, this is we all, one of the things that these smart people suggested that we do is have a core single IPA because double IPAs are great, but people also want a little less ABV. So we came up with this idea to have our wit, our double, but now also our single. Oh, yeah. And and that's so you, sir, have the old label, which does not exist anymore. anymore. And Hold now the that. new label is like this, but orange. So cool. that's kind of where we're at. And that kind of is like where the all together now one was like, that. so that is exactly what it looks like, yeah. except for that's metallic. Okay. And it, 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 we don't have the yellow in the circle. It literally looks like this with the small brewery logo, yeah. big brewery name, big beer name. Sorry. And then this beautiful, beautiful, swanky paisley and that's what we have. Now. And that's, that's really what's kind of separating beers out now from the shelf is not just you know, artwork, it's got sure. actually got to stand up. It's got to be eye-catching. It's got to be mean, eye-catching. One of my, 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 my favorite breweries on the planet, um, uh, you know, that they, because their beer is good, but also their, their labels just crushing is Hudson Valley. There you go. I mean, it's just, they're just beautiful. It's artwork. It's just gorgeous. And we sort of wanted to imitate that. I mean, it's an, an ode to their sort of artistic contribution to the, the, the marketing world of beer. And that's kind of where, you know, so this is, uh, we, we, we started working with local artists. So this is our, our sour beer. So we brew a base now that is called She's Turt. And um, it features this bodacious base. Some Hudson which is, Valley for you. They all together. Yeah, no, they're just it. so beautiful. They're they so just... beautiful. So this is a local artist and uh, she's from Saratoga Springs. And uh, it's her, her, her name is actually right there. It's Violet Rose. And she's a, a, a local hero. And she drew this up for us. And this base is She's Turt. So every single She's Turt can features this. Um, uh, do I have another one on my desk? I don't. Shit. All right. So each, each one features this young lady. And this is a beautiful illustration. And then this is prickly and pink. So the smashed fruits here are prickly pear and pink guava. And mm. every single can that has different beers. I mean, different fruits, sorry, have, you know, different fruits on the label. So you have this theme here, this cool picture with the smashed fruit. And, and that's the kind of direction that we went in now. And we get a lot of feedback 
yeah, Violet Rose. And some of her uh, artwork. Yeah, on she does beautiful work. Follow her it's on Instagram a, if you like good yeah, work. Violet and underscore that's where these Rose underscore no, the, art. Yeah. Like, we got this, you know, it's like you're going to pick up this beer. You got this kid on a can. It's like, what is this, picture day? And it's got the, this is actual, the, the background is actually the background that we got in our real photos. Like, that's yeah. all public. You know, you don't steal those. They're just on the internet. So, the, the you know, cloud we, ha- we had this idea to just lasers. Lasers. pop out lasers. I like the lasers. Yeah, lasers. well, that was... She's just a kid. I mean, she's just a, yeah. Yeah, a young girl just doing her shit. Yeah. So, Picture Day 1 was called, because we didn't have a staff member yet. Hmm. It, it, well, we had staff, but we didn't quite, you know, have those labels developed yet. It was called Lasers, and it was really a black <laughs> hand with those laser backgrounds. And if you go on our webpage and see Picture Day 1 or 2... It's called Picture Day Lasers. Nice. So I've uh, noticed that from the Instagram standpoint, we get more engagement on beers that are really attractive, bright colored cans than we do on really quality beers, which is the beer side of me kind of hates it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, well, yeah. It's kind of rough that people aren't appreciating the product. But um, yeah, you are kind of looking for that pop that as by scrolling through, they kind of sit there and go, okay, that catches my eye. You have a bright whatever color can, you know, kind of jumping out at you. Well, marketing is a thing and, it, you know, it's a science and it's a profession no. for a lot of people, right? You know, and I, and I remember getting in an argument with a, a guy when I got first into this, this local beer scene and I was like, if you are buying a beer based on the label and not the beer, you're, you're an idiot because you're getting suckered by us like a like a gimmick a marketing gimmick and you know you're you're basically you know like a, a moth to a flame and uh unfortunately you know you can't you can't get around that now because a lot of great beer has also beautiful labels but you know i hate judging a book by its cover because sometimes some fantastic beer comes in the most boring plain packaging you've ever seen but those people whether or not they brew good beer are not getting the attention necessarily that they deserve because the marketing is a huge part of it. I mean, you can't just, so you look at like, um, like Maine brewing, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Beer. Very plain. The plainest labels in the industry. I mean, it doesn't get more plain than that. It's like a little tiny icon of a couple of colors. Yeah. And it's just I feel like their labels though is a good representation of their brewing style at the same time because For they sure. wow you with like this crazy, candy bars you know but no it's just well execute that thing so well that you're just impressed by the beer and see like you and i understand that because like we are able to look you know deeper and and like when you have a brewery the image that they give off sort of represents everything about them Mm -hmm. but a lot of people just go in and buy pretty labels i mean kcbc their their labels are like comic books. I mean, yeah. who isn't gonna go in and be like, "Wow, I'm buying that!" Like that shit is cool. Now they back it up because their beers are also tasty. But I've certainly bought a, a couple beers in my day where the label was way better than the beer was. So yeah, you know, and you're right. You I end up hating that. But you know, this is why we brew this stuff. This is not. This is not, you know, my, you know, if, if, if I was at the pearly gates judged by beard, beer God, or, you know, beer Jesus or whatever you want to say, I would not bring Warhead to the table, you know, but, but that beer sells like gangbusters and, and, and people love it and they, they, they're genuinely stoked about it. So, 
you know, do you, do you deny those people or do you brew, you know, just what you think is beautiful and perfect and then rely solely on the liquid? And, uh, that's, that's, that, that seems to be challenge. a, uh, a conversation and a, uh, uh, some sort of negotiation for one of those in- internet, uh, polls, let's say yeah, <laughs> like one of those sure. things, like, do you believe in can art or do you believe in the taste of the beer? And ha- <laughs> is that supported? And how do you, yeah. you know, negotiate that in your daily purchase, uh, decision-making <laughs> that's one of those crazy things out there uh focus, listen it's focus group stuff right there wait ex- exactly yeah that's what i was thinking like we, just uh, we've, uh, we've all been sucking into that one can or bottle that's on the shelf and you go yep. i just I get that and you taste it and it's one of the worst things you ever drank but <laughs> that artwork gets you man and the name well, marketing works i mean they pay people a lot of money to to do that very you know, the art of, uh, you know, enticing you. And yeah. so that's why we, I mean, we're not dummies. We, we saw what people want and we would, you know, we did, we brewed the same beer as a picture day and one as a private label, same exact beer. One can got a picture day label and one got a private label label. The private label label sold twice as fast and was rated higher on untapped. <laughs> and we're we like, you know, you. we're sitting there just banging our heads on the wall. Cause you know, obviously that does that mean people are stupid or does that mean people are influenced? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then you sit there and you're like, well, you know, what, how do we adapt to this reality that is the <laughs> consumer? And you don't, you know, you, you, you don't knock your consumer because they're your lifeblood, but at the same time, like how foolish is that? You know, that's actually the reason why we started what we do on 90 second beer review, because I hate untapped personally, because yes, who's terrible. on the other side. It's terrible. So, at least with me, you have a consistent source every time that you can kind of say, okay, it's these two guys. I know what I'm getting. You can reach out to us if you want to talk to us. And I don't know what I'm getting when I'm on Untapped, and I look something up, and it has you know, ten reviews because it's a fairly new beer, and they're great. And I get it, and I go, "What the hell were they drinking before that they think this is great?" So well, that's the problem is you like you see people, you know, rate things a certain way, and then you find yourself having to go back through their whole profile to see how they rate certain things, and then yeah. you you end up spending just way too much time focused on what other people think and. You know, it, it circles back to like what, you know, you know, the way I was raised on beer is I had two people in my life where I went to them every time I had a question and I trusted them because they knew what they were talking about. And they were like, you know, my Sherpa, but sort of allowing untapped to be your Sherpa is seems reckless in <laughs> my opinion, but it's the world we live in. I it mean, is. are I we an un, a, a verified untapped venue? Absolutely. I stopped using untapped um, because I found, you know, I, I wanted to get to the next beer. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was not enjoying the beer I was drinking, which I yeah. should have been. So it's weird. It's weird when you see people take a sip of something and then immediately whip their phone out. And, and it's like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, cool. Like you want to remember it. But at the same time, like, are you enjoy the experience? Enjoy the beer. Yeah, exactly. What are you, what is the experience that you're after? But you know what, you know, it's 2020, you do whatever you want. I'm, I'm, if you want to spend your time at a beer festival on your phone, instead of talking to people, yep, whatever, you know, uh, fine. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right, let's, uh, we're going to get cut off in just probably 30 seconds. Uh, so we'll start uh, wrapping this up. Uh, we're Mike at PeteGovsRadio.com. If you want to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, all our podcast um, platforms, go ahead and check us out on uh, iTunes, on Spotify, and of course, on the Hopped Up Network, and of course, on replays at GovsRadio.com. I want to thank our guests in the house today. We'll start with Ryan. Ryan, 90-second uh, beer review. Give us the big plug. Give us the big uh, connection. Where can people find you? Where can people uh, talk about beer with you? So at 90 second beer review, it's on the hat there spelled out, like the seconds beer review. Um, so we are uh, short format beer reviews, you know, like we talked about today, just kind of aimed at getting you the right beer in your hands. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan, Facebook. dude, I really appreciate you uh, coming in and hanging out with us and we'll, we'll be talking soon. Awesome, man. We really appreciate it. This is awesome. Dan, really appreciate talking to you. So. Oh yeah, man. Good to meet you. And Dan uh, from Artisanal Brewing Company. Artisanal Brewers. There it is. Artisanal Brew Works uh, up in Saratoga. Uh, and check Love them it. out. And, of course, go to Artisanal uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that other good stuff. Dan, uh, give us the big plug. What's going on? What's happening? Where can people get the beer throughout so New York State? We are Artisanal Brew Works, Saratoga Springs, New York, 41 Geyser Road, Saratoga Springs. You can find us at artisanalbrewworks.com. Uh, you Google us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. It is artisanal. I know this might be backwards. Like it's backwards for me. But you'll <laughs> so no, you're good. It's art is anal. If you're, you can't spell, that's just <laughs> the way it is. You know, just, just deal with it. Um, and that's how you find us. So uh, if you want to check us out, we have a tap room. We do to-go sales. You can go to our webpage, artisanalbrewworks.com, and you can order beer to be shipped anywhere in the state of New York. Anything that we make in cans can go in a box and come straight to your door. Nice. My name is Dan Kravitz. I am the director of sales for the brewery. You can find me at uh, Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. I am underscore uh, the dank, uh, the underscore dank one. I don't even know. Uh, and um, I'm there at the brewery seven days a week except for Sundays and Saturdays. So make that five days a week. Uh, if you order beer to deliver. I will bring it to you personally with a bag of chips. Nice. Don't tell me what kind of chips you want. I don't care. I'm going <laughs> to give you whatever chips I grab. That's just the way it is. And uh, we really appreciate the support. We're a New York State Farm Brewery. We're independently owned. We're brewer owned. If that means something to you, it means something to me. Uh, it is a fantastic operation. If you ever come up to Saratoga, you give me a call. You shoot me a text. I will show you around. It's a good time. Upstate New York is fantastic. And uh, we would love to have people come hang out and drink beer, go catch a show at SPAC, go play in the park, go swim in Saratoga Lake, go hang out at Sacandaga Lake and tell the Lanzies we say hi because we love those people and their fantastic restaurants. So thanks awesome. for having me. We really appreciate being here. Dan, I really appreciate you uh, coming in. Thanks and for coming on. Co-host Pete and Steve, we uh, appreciate you spending your time with us tonight. And give us some information about the brewery. And uh, thanks a lot for everyone else that's uh, been Love this there. beer, man. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Really good. Cheers. Thanks a lot for everyone for uh, checking in with us. This is the world with Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. Pete, any, uh, Steve, any last words? We'll start with you. Uh, yeah, say no to crack unless it's free. Um, there you go. And Pete, my any man. last words? <laughs> Don't forget to have your pets fade or neutered. This is the world with Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life you're never getting back. First off, it was three hours. What the fuck? Honestly, how can you talk about beer for three hours? It's beer. There's so many elements in it. Where's mine? It's been three hours and I don't even get a single beer. You don't get shit. Yeah, yeah. This is 
the words on Gov's radio. I hope you're drunk enough. <laughs>